0: The door opened. Her heart thundered within her. She wished she'd had time to create a false wall. Amaram entered the room with a young, dark-eyed man, obviously a with short dark hair and prominent brows. He wore colon livery. They shut the door quietly behind themselves. Amram pocketing the key. Shalon felt an immediate anger at seeing her brother's murderer here, but found that it had quieted somewhat a smoldering loathing instead of an intense hatred. It had been a long time since she'd seen Helleran now, and Balot had a point in that her older brother had abandoned them. To trying to kill this man apparently, or so she'd been able to put together from what she'd read of Amaram and his shard blade. Why had Helleran gone to kill this man? And could she really blame Amram when, in truth, he'd probably just been defending himself? She felt like she knew so little. Though Amram was still a bastard, of course. Heroes of Presents Stormpod A Stormlight Archive Podcast Book 2 Words of Radiance the warning for chapters 63, 64, and 65. Uh, we're doing three chapters this episode, so hopefully you enjoy. Uh, make sure that you're caught up on your reading and that you've picked the right episode. The Sanderlanch is about to start soon, and we're going to be starting release two episodes a, w- a week, so I want you to make sure that you are picking the right episode. I don't want you getting confused. Anyways, enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q, and I guess... He's just like the madman. He's repeating himself over and over again. I got fooled by Amram. I got fooled by Amram. It's
1: Jack. What's up, man? How you doing, buddy? Good, buddy. <laughs> That's good. So I'm a, I'm a madman, am I? You are. Well, I mean, I am. I am a madman. You are I mean, a madman. I'm, yes, I am a madman. Yes, That's, that is very true. You've so been this... my
0: DM for uh, over twelve years. <laughs> I know you to be the madman that you are. Oh. You guys want oh. to fight a green dragon? Here, fight the green dragon, kill it. Oh, it was a decoy.
1: That's not the real green dragon. You, my friend, are a <laughs> madman. <laughs> I I am. I'm guilty as charged. Yeah. Absolutely. This, this chapter is very cool. This is 63 of Words of Radiance. Chapter 63, A Burning World. hmm Very foreboding title. The beginning here, again, cryptic, but interesting. Mm-hmm. So it says, now look what you've made me say. I don't like that. Look what you've made me say. Yeah. No autonomy.
0: You haven't given me an option because now I have to
1: call you out. Look what you've made me say. You've always been able to bring out the most extreme in me, old friend.
0: So these two so people. So that's interesting. The person who's writing and the recipient of the, the writing mm-hmm. are, are, are are friendly or they were anyways
1: Mm -hmm, they were and i do still name you a friend for all that you weary me Mm -hmm. that's interesting yeah very much so it's kind of it's almost similar to the way that sadius and and uh and dalinar more or less think or speak about each other yeah dalinar uh,
0: sadius has referred to dalinar as as an old friend yeah. So yeah, there's definitely something there. I, I'm really reading these little epigraphs. There's not really much to talk about because they're so vague, but I'm really mm-hmm. getting excited now for this episode that we're going to do at the end of the season and we're going to read them all oh, yeah. together. And then you cool. and I will be able to just throw theories out and see if we can figure out. Yeah, yeah. I can't okay, wait. Okay, cool. Be great.
1: Well, it starts off here. What are you doing in a span read uh, writing to Shalon, And she says nothing much. Just working on Saberial's income ledger. So this is cute. This is a, a span read exchange. It starts out between Adelaide. Adeline, yeah. and yeah. Adeline Shallan. It's just so great. This is People, really it's, cool. It, it's like they're it's like they're talking on the phone. Yeah, or they're she's, texting. She, she, or they're texting. She's she's, you know, on the bed. She's, you know, um, scissoring her feet back and forth yeah. you know like I've got the cord, the the phone cord you know twirling around her finger yeah like, he gets awesome. the yeah he gets it. the
0: courage to say is your safe hand yeah. exposed and she's like oh Adeline stop safe. being like that
1: <laughs> right stop <laughs> being stop asking about my hand oh stop it <laughs> I love that That's you naughty really awesome. boy you naughty boy <laughs> Um, my hand, I love it. People flowed through the city as if marching to some strange rhythm. So she's, so this is really cool. She's actually created this illusion Mm -hmm. as an extension of this building that she's in, um, so that she can get a better look over this particular area of the city. And at first I didn't understand it at all. I'm like, why is she so curious? Why is she eyeballing this tree? Right. Like, and I actually wrote down like, you know, a separate, like. Like, uh, you know, uh, asterisk where I was like, you know, ask Sean about why is she so, but then, but then it was revealed, yeah. To me. It's, um, it's
0: really kind of unsure, you're really unsure what's happening until the whole right. thing plays out, right? This is some really cool Mission Impossible yeah. style spy craft yeah. here, it's really it, neat. T-
1: it's very it's very spycraft hopefully
0: emilio estevez doesn't die early in the this movie Uh,
1: because travesty that was oh man i i wanted i wanted the outsider yeah man tom cruise is estevez on the screen yeah like it's great. I'm I you was know, all about
0: I, it. I was like, oh, is Lou Diamond coming in? Oh no, no yeah. Lou Diamond either. <laughs> Lou Diamond, that would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh Yeah, that's a that's definitely one of the early character deaths that still stuck with me is Emilio in the first Oh, Yeah, in the elevator. Impossible. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. yeah. It was a blow. Brian De Palma. That was a good one. Yeah. Um Okay, so so just noting the in the text here that the people were flowing in the city to a strange rhythm. I couldn't help but think of the themes that we're getting throughout this with the, the, the change in the rhythms. Mm-hmm. A dribble, then a burst, then back to a dribble. She's referring to the, the constant flow of people, mm-hmm. and she's wondering what caused that. Yeah. So again, it's like a sinister vibe about how you observe the world. Mm-hmm. It's, really, it's really neat. Um, how come, sorry, it's the, the, the line is, you want to come visit. This is getting really boring. This is uh, this is Aylin here. Sorry, yeah. she writes back. I really need to get this work this work done. It might be nice to have a span read conversation to help me company though. Yeah. So that's that's nice. So yeah, she wants r- to keep talking to him.
0: Yeah, and it sounds like Adeline's doing something really boring though. He is uh, like a light eyes, privileged, spoiled brat. So he could literally just be sitting somewhere, and you know what I mean. Or or
1: or because he's so privileged, he could be doing something amazing, and he's bored with it. <laughs> and he's so bored. And he's with like, it. Yeah. yeah, he's like, oh, I'm just so bored. Oh, geez, I got front and row me- seats to the you know NBA finals. Uh, this is just kind of boring. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, so boring. I still so want boring. to Get out of here. <laughs> um, pattern was humming nearby her. Um, I think it's funny that it says here, pattern hummed softly beside her at the lie. So at the lie that I guess she was. She was basically saying. Mm-hmm. Um, Shalon had an illusion to expand the size of the shed atop the tenement, p- giving her this this view below. Nobody had approached the lone stone bark tree growing beside the pathway. Mm-hmm. She didn't know the species, but she thought it might be some variety of dendrolith or perhaps a dale willow because of the combination of the foliage. I just want to talk about it briefly because it's so cool. Again, the stone being the bark yeah. is such a neat image to think about. Again, yeah. it's very, very visual. I don't know. It's, it's like it's it
0: has r- to do with the the actual science of the planet, right? Right. The, the rain falls, which has creme in it. The trees Cremine. feast on that on that rain and also kind of take right. in the creme becoming harder and more durable. Yeah. It's just yeah. really,
1: really cool. Like like caked on, yeah. yeah. It's really it's it's really fascinating. Um anyway, so the, the next paragraph is just Shalon, you know, basically indicating that she would notice every little thing that was going to happen to that tree. Yeah. And, and I just wrote on the side, I'm like, why is she so fixated on this? And I was extrapolating all these really weird theories in my head. I'm like, is she just, is she, are, are her powers getting of observation, getting to like a God-like state where she's like super observant, notices everything, yeah. like- and so I was just, I was spinning, my head was going out of control. I'm like, oh my God, like, what does this mean? And then of course we find out shortly uh, in in a few more paragraphs why indeed she was concentrating on this tree in the first place, which is right. so cool. Yeah. I suppose I can continue to keep uh, you some, uh, some company. Shorin isn't doing anything else. Shorin is the ardent who's writing for Adeline.
0: So it's not and even Adeline. It's not even Adeline on the phone. Adeline's no. sitting on the side and telling he's telling someone. someone what to say. <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? I know. It's, ask it's, her it's, about her safe hand. No, I'm not going to ask her about a safe hand.
1: Do it. I not write that. I'm
0: the prince. Yeah. You're, the, you're the ardent. Just write it.
1: <laughs> um, he did seem surprised that she didn't get jealous. Yeah. This is referring to Shalon. Were the women of the court so petty, or was Shalon the odd one? Or the, yeah, the odd one, too relaxed? He's his, she's saying his, this
0: because Adeline doesn't have a scribe writing for him. He has an art. Right. Which would ardent. mean, if it was a scribe, it would be a female, and he right. would be hanging out with a female. And so right. it's, I think it's a good play on Adeline's part here. This is really cool. It's very what, smart.
1: What, you, you think Adeline is. Uh, Not making her jealous by making the ardent the he, one. To yeah, because sa- it says the prince had right.
0: pointedly noted that he was using an ardent rather than one of his father's scribes. So, so he made a point I'm to doing. tell her, "I'm ho- I'm right. hanging out with a guy right now. Don't so think don't I'm worry. hanging out with girls. Right. So it's all good. Yeah."
1: But it's interesting in the next paragraph. So she's thinking about him, and she's thinking his eyes did wander. And she had to admit that wasn't something that pleased her. So she doesn't mm. like the fact that, you know, he gets a bit of a lech here and there. Right. Well, they were um, at the wine
0: house and he looked at that servant's yeah. ass when he, yeah. like, she walked yeah. away, <laughs> like right in front of lot.
1: Right. Um, and then there was his reputation to consider where he changes relationships as other men changed coats. The next, I think it's the next paragraph that's got my, the, the thing I want to talk about. Perhaps she should cling more firmly... To him but the thought of that nauseated her right so to, to be it's th- not th- that kind her, of girl or whatever she's not that kind of girl no which is so cool it's you so know, refreshing it's, that she's not it's yeah. great that she's not like that
0: i would say uh, the only um, little point i have here is that adeline was said to have in the past changed relationships as frequently as other main uh, men changed coats well Adeline yeah. also has changed coats a lot because he's a fashion guru. So that means right. he's been with a lot of ladies. Like the, <laughs> the metaphor is like a snake eating its own tail. It just feeds itself.
1: <laughs> um, it says here in, in that paragraph about her being nauseated uh, at the thought of being clingy to, to Adolin in any way. Um, it said that that behavior kind of reminded her of her father and how he held on to everything so tightly that eventually he broke it. Right. And what I was wondering is does that extend to her as well? Well, did, we, we did, do know that break she her? is a
0: broken person. We just covered this yeah. in the last couple episodes, right? That yeah. the Shalon that she that is the scholar is not even the real Shalon. This is the person right. she's trying to be because she t- can't be the person that was broken when she was younger, right? So, mm-hmm. I think I think for sure. I think she yeah. her father did break her.
1: What I'm sort of getting at is, you know, whether the father played a role in breaking her to the point where she became so many other people,
0: mm.
1: you know what I mean? Like yeah. shattered her so that she became a bunch of different pieces and, right. you know, one of them's veil, vale, one of them's, uh, the scholar. Um, anyway, so yes, she writes back. I'm certain the good ardent has nothing at all better to do than transcribe notes between two courting light eyes. hmm so that's, uh, that's cute. He's an ardent, Adeline said. He likes to serve. It's what they do. <laughs> it's what they do. I thought, I thought that they saved souls and that's what they did. Uh, he's tired of that. <laughs> he's tired of that. Uh, yeah. He's tired of that. He told me that he already saved three this morning. She <laughs> smiled. So, so that's, that's awesome. Adeline and Shalon banter back yes. and forth where they're amusing each other, yeah. which is so cute. So she smiles at that joke about him, uh, about the ardent, uh, saving three souls that yeah, morning. It's really funny. He did. Uh, he, he did. She asks back, has them tucked away in this back pocket for safekeeping? I assume she'd have to be. So she's thinking about her relationship to, to Adeline. And she's thinking that she, that in order to keep him, she would have to be so irresistible that he didn't want to let go. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking of that Missy Elliott song. Um, Unfortunately, this was one area where neither Yasna's training nor Tin's would help because Yasna had been indifferent toward men. That's my girl. Mm-hmm. While Tin had not talked about keeping men, sorry, had not talked about keeping men, only distracting them for a quick con. Right. So both of her teachers not helpful in this situation yeah and she even mentions
0: her dad here is your father feeling uh, uh, or no sorry uh, your father feeling better that's what she wrote but it made me that's think she writes it made yeah. me, it made it me think that, uh, that her dad wasn't a good role model either right her dad's no abusive especially to his second wife we don't know whether yeah. or not he was towards his first wife that's still a mystery to us but he's definitely abusive well. to his new wife and Yasna is somewhat asexual probably I mean we she hasn't shown any interest in men at all. she she hasn't shown any interest in anything other than scholarship which is totally right. fine that's, that's fine and then it's Tim amazing. is I like and uses men and and sexual stuff or or, or uh, relationship stuff uh, mm-hmm. as a manipulation uh, thing so yeah she hasn't mm-hmm. really had any any good role models for this kind of thing
1: no um she does ask adelin about dalinar is mm-hmm. your how's your father feeling he says yeah he's feeling better actually he's been up to about um, up and about since yesterday, looking as strong as ever. So she says that she's she's glad to hear it. Um, and then we get the beginnings of why she's watching this tree. Right. So it says here, Marais's note had instructed her to come at sunrise. So she had actually come four hours early because there was going to be instructions placed in this tree for her. Right. So she was trying to get here early and she actually missed it as we find out a little later, because the instructions were already there planted before she was even asked to go, which is amazing, which is really amazing. Yeah. It's like
0: levels of Um, spyness, right? Like just.
1: Totally. Yeah. So she'd come four hours early while the sky was still dark and sneaked up to the top of this building where she again, creates this illusion so that she can spy on this area perfectly. Mm -hmm. Apparently she hadn't come early enough. And she says, I don't like this whispering to Pattern. So she's actually talking to Pattern. Again, it's kind of like holding the phone, like covering over the, the like the receiver <laughs> on the phone and like, while you're talking to someone, cause you're, you're doing other things. Yeah. Um, why didn't Marais just give me the instructions via span read? Why, why make me come here? Hmm. Pattern says. The sun had long since risen and she needed to go get the instructions, but she hesitated. And then she realizes something and I love this so much. She yeah. says, they're watching, right. they're doing this to me. That's the point. I know. Isn't it which just is, a mission? I, it's I a love, test within a test, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love the, the layers with which the, uh, sort of like my, I guess my anxiety was sort of like being played with a little bit or yeah. anxiety, anxiety coupled with excitement mm-hmm. because it was cool that she's like, oh my gosh, they're watching me. Right. Right? I'm trying so to they, watch was, for
0: them, and they're watching me. Yeah,
1: right. There's a great moment in a film called Heat with Al Pacino <sighs> and Robert De Niro. Dude, it's, and the, one that's,
0: of the, it's one of the best movies ever
1: made. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, in that film, they are led on a wild goose chase to be looking around at these buildings, and they're mm-hmm. like, "What's the deal? Like, uh, there's nothing around here for them to steal. Why are yeah. they clocking this place?" Yeah. And then Al Pacino gets, you know, gets he realizes this, uh, it realizes it right so yeah um it reminded me of that little moment and i was um, very pleased as she continues here with with pattern they're watching what says pattern they're doing exactly what i did they're they're hiding somewhere and wanting to watch me pick up the instructions what does that accomplish pattern asks it gives them information and this is the sort of thing these people thrive upon mm-hmm. so she didn't think marais wanted her dead um even given the incident with the with the poor carriage driver, which of course was the attempt on right. her life, mm-hmm. uh, but she concludes that it had been a test. If you are really strong and clever enough to join us to join the Ghostbloods, then you'll avoid being assassinated by these people. Right. That's I didn't I didn't come to that conclusion when I read it. When it happened, but, but now it it sort of seems to make sense. But again. Yeah what a strange world to be caught up in. Right. right. So it's well, just so So dangerous. far the
0: ghost bloods have proven to be strange in, in the way that they work. So, right. um, yeah, it's, and, and then she says, this is another test.
1: Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. This is another test. Yeah. If she were Marais and his people, where would she go to observe? And so she says, pattern, go look in the windows of this building face the street and see if anyone's uh, sitting there watching them. Mm-hmm. And he says, he says it very well. So he toddles off to do his, to do his little, his duty. Um, Then she goes back to read Adeline's reply. So Adeline says, good news, by the way, father, meaning Dalinar was la- uh, visited last night and we talked at length. He's preparing his expedition out onto the plains to fight the Parshendi once and for all. Part of getting ready involves some scouting missions in the coming days, and I got him to agree to bring you onto the plateaus during one of them.
0: Yeah, that's great. So This is, this is what she's is,
1: been waiting for. She's been wanting to get out on, even just to get out on the planes, mm-hmm. that alone, but then of course she was wanting to see and observe a chrysalis, right? right? And and
0: he tells her here that he's not going to... You know, father doesn't yeah. take risks. I can't bring you on a run when there's a chance that they might come and contest us. So I've been thinking about probably arranging a scouting mission so that it passes by a plateau with a chrysalis a day yeah. or so after it had already been harvested. So she's going to get to see... Not ideal. Already... Yeah, it's not, this... it's not what she wanted, but she no. says, you know what, a dead, that's fine. I don't know how much I'll be able to tell anyways, but the whole point was to get out of the plains, not for the chrysalis, not for the chasm fiends, just to get out there because she's searching for something out there.
1: So she tells him, let's do it. Yeah. When? He says in a few days And then she hears a voice Shallan And she jumps <laughs> Yeah And I was like And I was like Who who, who barged in on her In her right. secret illusion I'm like what's the deal But it turns out to be Pattern So yeah. again While I'm reading this I must be so on edge Because it startled me And I should have thought Like <laughs> she's in She's inside of an illusion yeah. Who could it be It's right. gotta be Pattern That's funny Anyway so Pattern comes in She jumps and he says You were right uh, She watches below only one level down, second room. She, she asks. I just this is so cool. This yeah, is it's uh, really, as really cool. as you said, it's um her catching the fly and in, in her traps or of thing. She's yeah. got it. Um, so Shallon shivered and she thinks, Well Well he says the one with the mask. Yeah. And she's like, Now what? Do I go back to do I go back to her room, then write to Marais and say, Hey, I, I don't appreciate being spied upon. Yeah. Hmm. So she's having these different thoughts. Her relationship with Marais was similar to her relationship with with Adeline. In both cases, she couldn't just do as expected. She needed to excite or to exceed. I
0: love that.
1: I love that. It's interesting that she observes that. Yeah, notes that. Mm -hmm. It also makes me a little sad that she thinks that that she has to do that with with Adeline. Mm -hmm. Because what what I'm getting from, from Adeline's side. Is that, that he enjoys her as she is. Right. I, I really believe that. Like, uh, now maybe a lot of what she's doing with him isn't really her. So I think is it's, the as real as possible, right? it's as her as possible,
0: right? It's as her as possible. Right. Yeah. Cause if it wasn't as her as possible, she'd be showing up for dates with him using light weaving and she's decided not to do that. So I think that this is as, as much of the real Shallan as he can get.
1: With him. Yeah. This next paragraph has got, uh, it's, it's a large one, but I only want to touch on one thing. It's, um, it's that she clicks off the span read. Yeah. She hangs up the phone. So she hangs up the phone. She tucks it and the board into her satchel, into her satchel, not her usual one, but one like Vale would carry. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was neat how, again, the sort of the duality, the multi sort of the multitude, and, uh, the, like the multitude of characters yeah. that could be developing here. Um, it's just interesting that even like the bags they carry, oh, well, that's, that's not something veil would do. have. She has to buy you into know? the disguise, right? Right. Yeah. But it's, that's a lot to keep track of. Mm-hmm. Right. Like imagine you trying to keep track of all of your D and D characters yeah. and how they looked and all their right. possessions and like, that's. It's like we've said before,
0: the part of her disguise as Veil is wearing a real hat. Her face, her hair, all that stuff is an illusion, but she's wearing a real hat. And I like that because there's a tactileness there that, and like reinforces the the disguise as well, you know?
1: Okay. So next she uses Stormlight to infuse pattern, binds him to an image of Veil and gets Veil to go walking around. Um... She's looking at this, uh, at this, uh, stormlight infused, uh, veil and she's thinking, wow, she looks good. Yeah. Like almost as if she, it's another person, you know? Yeah. Like it's, it's so interesting in the observation. Wow. She looks good. Yeah. She, wow. Like I'm good at this. <laughs> well, I, well, almost turning veil into something real right. is what I'm kind of getting yeah. at. Like it's crossing this line. right? Mm-hmm. The, the, the cool thing
0: about it, though, is is that she uses, the stormlight she uses to do that is the one mm-hmm. she reclaims from the illusion of the shed. So she has that illusion right. up. She reclaims yep. that illusion, like the stormlight spent, it's stuck there, right? She reclaims mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. into her and then uses that to the, to make the veil illusion. I love that. To make veil. This, like, recycling of stormlight is so freaking cool. <laughs>
1: Vale is actually blinking and turning her head, adding to the realism. She says, go down and walk to the tree. Try to approach carefully, slowly and buzz loudly to get the tree's leaves to pull back. Mm-hmm. Stand at the trunk for a moment as if retrieving the thing inside and then walk to the alley between the building and the next, between this building and the next. Pattern says yes. And he zips off, uh, excited to be part of the lie. Isn't that right. cool? Yeah. Oh, great. I get to be a yeah, part of a deception. I'm part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Slower, she says, as we practiced. So he goes slower. Uh, to anyone watching, it would seem like Vale was stepping on nothing and gliding down the stairs. They didn't have the movement right for walking downstairs. Mm-hmm. Not quite there. It's almost like, uh, it's almost like limitations in like video game technology or something. <laughs> yeah. <Like it's>... yeah. <laughs> so Shalon takes a deep breath, pulls and pulled on her hat, breathing out a second image, one that made her into veil. Vale. Mm-hmm. The one on pattern would remain so long as he had stormlight. And it says here, this is interesting to note, that stormlight drained from him a lot faster than from her, though well, she didn't know why. Right. So that's interesting to note. She steps. Uh, she goes down the steps, walking as quietly as she can, going after this masked woman. Mm-hmm. Um. So, and I thought we should make some fun of this. The masked woman was inside this, this one, this door, a few doors down. Mm-hmm. Shalon uh, left it alone and instead ducked into an alcove on oh the stairwell.
0: No, don't go in there, Shalon. <laughs> <laughs> it's so gross.
1: That's so gross. <laughs> you don't know if they've cleaned that alcove. <laughs> so, she waits in the alcove. A door eventually clicks open and someone comes out. And Shalon doesn't waste any time. She says, what's your name? The woman froze and spins around, gloved safe hand on a knife at her side. Yeah. And she sees and saw Shalon standing in the alcove. The woman's masked eyes flicked back toward the room she'd left. I sent a double, Shalon says, wearing my clothing. That's what you saw. Isn't that great? Yeah. Like, it's a lie so within a
0: lie, you know, like...
1: Absolutely. Why did you want to follow me? He's that interested in finding out where I'm staying? No, the woman says, the instructions in the tree call for you to set out, to set about a task immediately with no time to waste. So your job was to follow me home, but, um, sorry, your job wasn't to follow me home, but to follow me on the mission to watch how I accomplished it. The woman says nothing. Mm -hmm. So what's the job? Uh, Shalon asks the instructions are in i'd rather hear it from you shallon interrupts call me call lazy, me lazy. <laughs> yeah call me lazy i love it how'd you find me the woman asks a sharp-eyed ally i told him to watch the windows then send me word of where you were i was waiting up above i was hoping to catch one of you placing the instructions we place them before even contacting you. This is what you mentioned before. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. That's probably one of my highlights here for, the, for this whole thing. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, she says, my name is, now, how do you say this name? Iyatil. Iyatil? Iyatil. Okay. That's how
0: I say it. But I, I say that because of the, um, the audible, right? Like the uh,
1: audible version. That's why. Okay, Iyatil. I've never heard uh, a name like that before. She says, Unsurprising. Your task today was to investigate a certain new arrival into Dalinar's camp. We wish to know about this person, and Dalinar's allegiances are uncertain. He's loyal to the king and the throne. Outwardly, the woman says, his brother knew things of an extraordinary nature. We are uncertain if Dalinar was told of these things or not. Mm -hmm. And his interactions with Amaram worry us. This newcomer is linked.
0: Okay, so just in that there, his brother, Dalinar's brother, knew things of an extraordinary yes. nature. And it says, right. we are uncertain not sure if Dalinar about- told these things, and his interactions right. with Amaram worry us. So Gavilar and Amaram sound like, yes. according to the Ghostbloods, we're working together on
1: whatever it is they're working on. Right. And they're not sure if Dalinar is also linked, right. uh... With Amram on this thing. Mm -hmm. Says the, the next paragraph says, Amram is making maps of the shattered plains, says Shallan. Why? Yeah. What is out there that he wants? And why would he want to return the Voidbringers? Yeah, she thinks that part, right? So, so Iatil does not, does not answer that. Mm And she says, well, let's go get it then, shall we? Yeah. Together? I love that. Iatil says, you can sneak, uh, uh, (laughs) you can sneak aloud behind or you can just go with me. So, so smart, right? So, so, why, so she agrees to go. Why are you going to go. gonna,
0: why are you gonna just hang out and skulk around? Just come with me. Seriously.
1: Yep. But so it says, I, I inspected the, the hand, then clasped it with her own gloved free hand in acceptance. She kept her other hand on the dagger at her side the entire time though.
0: Yeah. So it's really cool. She gets a jump up on her and then is like, oh, why don't you just come with me? <laughs>
1: All right, so cool. So, so we get a scene change here, um, where Shalon is flipping through the instructions that Moraes had left. So it kind of skips over that bit, and they're inside of a palanquin. This is her and and Iatil, mm-hmm. um, or is it Iatil or or Iatil?
0: Um, uh, so the, yeah, the Iatil,
1: Iatil. Yeah, that's what they okay. say on the, uh, the uh, uh, audible. But you can sl- okay, we can say it however you want. Iatil. Okay. So Iatil is, is with her, um, they're heading towards Dalinar's war camp, mm-hmm. and Iatil is sitting across from Shallan. Her presence was thoroughly unsettling. Mm-hmm. Shallan says, a madman. Meray's, is this interested in a simple madman? So this is referring to this new guest that's arrived. Right. Um, Dalinar and the king are interested, <coughs> Iatil says. So then are we? Interesting that mm-hmm. if Dalinar and the king are interested in something, they're on it. So they're, they have, and I, I'm going to bring this up in a bit because they have, they have spies within Dalinar's For sure. uh, camps because it's mentioned somewhere a little later on in this, uh, that, that Dalinar's men were hard to bribe, but not impossible. Right. 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 So yeah. that's what I inferred from that. So, mm-hmm. It's a little unsettling. The madman had arrived in the custody of a man named Borden. So this Borden guy was a servant from uh, whom Dalinar had stationed in Kolinar years ago. We've already met this character, right? Right. Yeah. So so this guy here is, um, uh, but it, it says here, I think it said here that he'd been left behind in Alethkar to spy on the queen. Why would someone need to keep an eye on the queen? Right. Now, this is Navani they're referring to, correct? No.
0: They're talking about Elokar's
1: wife. Which queen? Oh, Elokar's wife, right. The queen, right. She
0: stayed in Elokar and this trusted, he wasn't no simple messenger, it says, but instead of one, he's one of Dalinar's most trusted footmen and he was left in Elokar to keep an eye on the queen. So it sounds like Dalinar Mm. might not completely
1: trust his nephew's wife. Hmm. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. This Borden had come to the Shattered Plains in haste a few weeks ago, bearing the madman and the other mysterious cargo. (laughs) This is so curious. Um, Shallan's charge was to find out who this madman was and why Dalinar had hidden him away in the monastery with no access except for specific ardents. Right. So all very, very top secret. So mm-hmm. this is what the Ghost want Shalon to do. This is your master. This is literally Sorry,
0: like but... breaking into like a a very secure, you know, hmm. CIA type place. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's great. It's awesome.
1: Sir, so are, so, are you hearing the Mission Impossible theme song? I am. This whole thing? I totally am. I want
0: Shalon dangling from wires. <laughs> That's what I want.
1: <laughs> your master knows more about this. Shalon says than he is telling me. My master. I like that question from, awesome. from E, from, from Yodel. I, I yeah. like that. Um, and I'll tell you why in a bit. My master, Marais, the woman laughs, you mistake. He is not my master. He is my student. Right. I am the master now. Right. Yato so, is
0: the one who has been teaching Marais, Right. Right.
1: So for Sh- but this is what's so amazing. For Shalon caught the master, right? Right. Think about think about that. Yeah, we that's thought we were fly. dealing with
0: an underling, and right, we haven't been. Yeah, it's so. so that's good. how good.
1: That's how good Shalon is. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, he's my student in what? And there's a, a staring gaze that they that they give each other with no reply. Yeah. Why the mask? Shalon Shalon asks. What does it mean? What What do you hide? I have many times asked myself why those of you here go about so brazenly with features exposed to all who would see them. My mask reserves myself. Besides, it gives me the ability to adapt. So what that seems to say to me is it's almost almost a bit like a safe hand. Kind of. that That it could be that this individual is covering like has a mask on Mm -hmm. because, you know, so brazenly displaying your faces, you know, it just seemed a little bit like, you know, modesty or something like that, you know, I don't know. It almost
0: kind of sounds like she's saying in some kind of duplicitous way that Mm. she's using it like a superhero uses a mask, right? Could be. My mask reserves myself.
1: Reserves myself. So she can do
0: the work she needs to do without anybody Mm -hmm. knowing who she really is. Right, and the other thing I would say is, why those of you here go about so brazenly? She's saying that people here do that, so she's not from here, right? So
1: maybe that's also which a is why I was thing. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like comparing it to Safe Hand, it seemed mm-hmm. a bit like you're exposing your faces. You know why 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 do you do that? Right. Um, you're willing to ponder. Iatil says um so when whenever she says this to uh to Shalon Shalon just keeps quiet thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And this this impresses uh Iatil. Yeah. Ra- rather than asking questions after question she's like this is good your instincts however must be judged. Are you the hunter or are you the quarry? Mm-hmm. And Shalon says neither. Right. And then she's uh Iatil says no. All are one or the other.
0: And I I agree with Yatil here. I think that Shalan is the hunter. She's hunting for answers. She's hunting for Thiru. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. she's trying to find she's only in the Ghostbloods because they have information. And as far as she can tell, they're the reason like they're the, the killers of uh, Yasna. So she's hunting
1: justice as well, right? So So you're right about all of that, but I'm gonna conclude that with she's somebody's prey. Hmm. Somebody okay. is going to want Shalon, right, for her position, what she knows, her powers. It's just let's hope it's Adeline. Yeah, let's hope it. Yeah, let's let's hope it's Adeline. <laughs> um, so they'd finally reached the edge of Dalinar's war camp. How will you get us in? Yatil says High Prince Colon has grown quite uh, cautious of late, with assassins appearing in the night. What lie will gain us access to the realm? Because as they approach, they like, it, it's going to be a case of they, they have to deceive these, these guards, right? Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And Yatel doesn't sound like she's helping at all. What are you going to do to get us? Yeah. In? What are you? Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. That's great. Um, so Shalon, I think is saying delightful in the next paragraph, meaning she's looking forward to this next deception. Yeah. It looks like it's going to be tricky. Yeah. And the first line of the first word of that paragraph is delightful. Like Yeah. She's this is going to be fun. This is this is going to be neat. Well, remember Just when see if she I can pull this off? Remember when she inf-
0: infiltrated Amram's uh home and she was all like this is like the scariest thing I've ever done and I'm loving it. Like there's she's mm-hmm. getting a taste for this and stuff and I'm loving now. it. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, so taking a deep breath, Shalon removed her hat, pulls forward, pushes her face through the curtains of the of the palanquin, withdraws her illusion. As veil vale, pulls the curtains closed behind her, her head so that Yatil um, cannot see the transformation, and then lets her hair down outside, yeah. revealing herself as Shalan to the guards as the palanquin is going by, <laughs> right. and they wave her through. They wave her through because. Adolin's betrothed is so well known. So it's like, yep, there's the redhead girl. That it sits. uh Merida, yeah. uh, come on in. <laughs> yeah, let's be brave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was really cool. And then now it says, now how am I going to get Vale's appearance back on? Yeah. Well, she brings in her little sidekick, Robin, into this. So Pattern, can you go make a noise on the other side of the palanquin? Which, of course pattern obliges and does a sharp yelp sound sounds across the other window she flips the curtains and uh obscures her face with the hat she puts it back on and now she's veil again This Uh, is a
0: really, really skillful move she does here. He knocks or whatever. He makes a noise on the other side. Yeah, it it takes Yatil's attention just for a second.
1: Attention. And then what she does
0: is she throws the curtain out so it billows back inside the palanquin, and with the with the hat, she's literally covering herself with both the curtain and the hat. Then casts the light weaving on herself again within like a second. It's like a magician's like sleight of hand or something
1: like. It's funny because I was just going to say that, that I, that I'm kind of wondering if Shalon, it would be really interesting if she had had time in some kind of a magic show or circus or something she'd because, be awesome at because, it. because that, that kind of sleight of hand is, I, I don't know, it, it's. I guess it makes sense from the journey that we've seen Shalon, but in some ways, I wish there was a bit of uh, like a dash in her history mm-hmm. that kind of explained that a bit more. Because you're absolutely right, like that kind of use of the of the curtains itself, yeah, is very magician, very very cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if if we can, if magician is a word,
0: it, I think it's. I mean, it might it's a, it's an it's, it actually
1: is a word. Magiciany, magiciany is amazing. It is now a word. It's now a word. I think I got that from the IT crowd, actually from an I'm going to put that um, in the info the dump.
0: That's that's such a good word,
1: <laughs> magiciany. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. Where are we here? I, um. I've lost my place. A Yelp. Um. Shalon was veiled. They rode in silence for a moment. You must bribe the guards ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Says says Iyatl, I would know how you did this. Colon's men are difficult to bribe. You got to one of the supervisors, perhaps. So. I That made me nervous, I have yeah. to admit I, I underlined it, I got it in red Like multiple times, I'm like, that's not good
0: That means that they're hard to bribe, but they're not impossible Like you said before Right, so I was like, I don't like that I really like um, here that Shalon does not respond
1: No, she, she smiles um, She's pretty
0: much doing to Yatil what Yatil's been doing To her the whole time, which is not really giving her any information So you want well, to know how I did it You want to know how I did it let, I'm gonna let I'm, you. Stew I'm not gonna a tell bit.
1: you. Yeah, it's like her. It's like her behaving like the master, right? Right. Like, right. That's right. cool. That's cool yeah. that that you brought that up. That's neat. Um, so they're going toward the war camp's temple. Shalon's never been here before. Um, says here, gray-robed ardents, um, and going around these temple grounds, they were as plain as everything else in Dalinar's camp. So Dalinar just keeps everything just kind of simple, yeah. straightforward. Nothing flashy, not not subarious or anything. Yeah. Right. No big displays. So these gray robed ardents are there. Dark eyes from almost any non could come to this temple and learn a new trade. Mm -hmm. Exercising the divine. I love this in capitals, the right to learn. Yeah. I really like that. The right to learn. I love it. Um, mandated by the heralds, lesser light eyes can also do this. Um, and higher dons come to learn the arts and progress in their callings to please the Almighty. So I like the fact that at least in principle, this temple is supposed to be for all.
0: It's open for all. Yeah.
1: Right. Right. A large population of Ardents um, like this one would have been true masters, would have true masters in every trade. And so Shalon's thinking, you know what? Maybe I should spend some time here going to the artistic masters. Yeah. Seeing what I can potentially learn, right? But but then she quickly says, <sighs> she's uh, like, "Fuck! She I got says, too much to wait. do." <laughs> yeah, she's like with courting Adeline, infiltrating the Ghost Bloods, researching the Shattered Plains, and doing Sabario's ledgers. It's a wonder that she had any time to sleep. Um, so that's funny. It reminded me of a, of a little moment in the Princess Bride, um, where the villain is being asked, uh, you know, uh, if if he's okay, if his health is okay. And he's like, you know, I've got, I've got my wife to murder and Gilder to blame for. <laughs> I'm have got right. i swamped, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, it was a wonder that she had any time to sleep, but still it felt impious of her to expect success in her duties while ignoring the almighty. Mm-hmm. We, this forget, is, this we is, forget about this, right? Right. We do. We forget that Shalon has, uh, uh, I guess, uh, religious yearnings. Yeah. Um, like she's, she feels connected to this, um, to Vornism. uh, to Vornism, Yeah. Yeah. She's a good Vorn woman
0: and was when we first met her in the the words of radio, uh, in uh, the way of Kings. And we kind of forget she's doing so many weird, sneaky kind of things that we Mm -hmm. kind of forget that she's kind of a good girl.
1: Certainly it would seem that she was on the path to being so, Mm -hmm. to being, to being that. Now, as we've suggested, we've, you know, she's become a little broken herself, uh, you know, shattering her personality into pieces, if you will. And then, um, how does that make sense with her path to Mm bornism? At at the very least, she's kind of thinking, "I I need to make more time for this somehow, or incorporate the almighty into, into my life. Right. Um, what is the almighty to think of you? She wondered and the lies that you're growing so proficient at producing. Yeah, that italicized, I guess, uh, text, mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. It's a big concern of mine where you begin to uh, believe the lies that you're telling. Um, yeah. I, I, I Again, I, I hope she's not heading for more more trouble, but we'll see. Merese's instructions included a map, so they're heading directly to the building uh, that they need to go within these temple grounds. Yeah. So Iyadl says... It will not be easy to enter. The ardents are protective of their charges and have them locked away in the back, kept from the eyes of other men. They will not welcome an an attempt at intrusion. Mm -hmm. Shallan says the instructions indicated what today was the perfect time to sneak in. I was to make haste to not miss the opportunity. Once a month, Iatl says, all may come to the temple to ask questions or see a physician with no offering requested. Today will be a busy day, a day of confusion that will make for an easier time infiltrating, but it does not mean that they will simply let you saunter in. Right. So of course, uh, I was hoping for this, uh, this moment and it comes up soon. So obviously Shalon is going to have to become someone else. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I was thinking. I'm like, well, how is she going to do this? And, um, it's, it's, I, I like how it sort of pops up here. Yeah. How it plays out. If you would rather do this at night, Yatel says, perhaps I can persuade Marais that the matter can wait until then.
0: And you know that that so, is a t- another test within the test, right? Oh, if you want to do this at night, we can totally tell Marais that you weren't able to do yeah. it now and we can totally right. do it later. It's totally okay. And it's not totally
1: okay. <laughs> right. So it's either, you're right. So it's either a test, yeah. which Shalon passes, or it's not. And Shallan ups the game and says, no, we're doing this. Right. I can do this doing it no now. matter what obstacle. Right. Either way, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, but you're right. More than likely, it's a test given mm-hmm. that we know we know this character, Iyatul, as the master. Right. Um, Porter, she commands, uh, take us to that building there. So she's instructing the palanquin to go over to that building. Mm-hmm. Set us down. Send one of your number to seek the master healers and tell them I need their aid. So, um so, she's also, bringing over these ardents. And Yatzel's thinking, "Oh, so you're you're going to feign sickness, are you?" Something like that she says. <laughs> a pair of yeah, a pair of square beaded bearded ardents come over. They look her over, noting her dark eyes and her clothing. "What's the problem, young woman?" they're asking uh Vale. "Uh it is my sister. She has put on this strange mask and refuses to remove it." I- I just about dropped the book when I was reading that. I'm like, and you're like, oh shit. You just, you just outed Piato. <laughs> yeah. I thought, what are you doing? Yeah. This is, um, child, says one of the Ardents, a stubborn sister is not a matter for the Ardents. I understand good brother, says Shalon. but this is so simple stubbornness, uh, or this is no simple stubbornness. I think one of the Voidbringers has inhabited her. She pushed aside the curtains of the palanquin revealing Yodle inside. Yodle turns to Shalon and I almost half expected her to be holding up a fist or something like that, yeah. shaking a fist at her. Uh should we kill them? she muttered. No, no, we shouldn't. But someone will see. No, do not say these things. No, I will not listen to you. So actually it's so this is this is Shalon leading the con and then uh and then Iatil picking it up right away and yeah. behaving like a complete nut.
0: Iatil must have done high school improv because she knows right. about
1: yes and, <laughs> yes and right yes yeah absolutely. But I I like to I like to uh, think about Iatil having some even though she's behind a mask yeah. having some kind of like frustrated look or cocked head For to decide sure like what are you doing like why are you doing this yeah um, but I li- also it's revealing. About Yatil that she jumps into the con, right? It means that she's an actor too, right? It also
0: means that she she's trusting Shalon with this play, because if Yatil's like, "No, yeah. I'm not. I just like to wear this mask. Stop being like that." Right. That's not going to get yeah. them entry. But this is all this is Shalon's test. And so, if Yatil were to actively go against what Shalon's trying to do, then it's mm-hmm. Yatil's fault they didn't get in. But if this right. play with the mask thing doesn't work and Yatil. It keeps it all. Yeah. If Yatil is fully invested in it and it still doesn't work, then that's on Shallan that it didn't it didn't work. Right. right. So yeah, it's really, really cool.
1: So the Arden says, whoa, this is dire. Porter, come have your parchment bring the palanquin. So they're getting in. <laughs> yeah. So we get a, we get a scene change here. A short time later, Shallan is waiting in the corner of a small monastery room. So they're already in the monastery. Yeah. And she's watching Iotl sit and resist the ministration of several ardents that are around her. She keeps warning them that if they removed her mask, that she would have to kill them. And the next sentence is great. Yeah, that did not seem to be part of the act. <laughs> That's amazing. Whoa, that yeah. might be my second little highlight of this thing. <laughs> it's like awesome. Iotl is dangerous. Shalon's picking up on this that it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not acting this bit. If yeah. you keep messing around with me, I will kill you. I might act. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, fortunately, though, it says she otherwise played her part very well. Her ravings, mixed with her hidden face, gave even Shalon's gave even Shalon shivers. Mm-hmm. So the performance was so good. So like, good. Shalon's believing it. Oh my like, god,
0: is she actually going crazy? <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: maybe, maybe you're the madman that I'm actually supposed <laughs> yeah, to right. be after here. Yeah. Um, and the next sentence blew my mind. I was waiting for it, and it just came concentrate on the drawing. So Shalon so is sitting she's there doing using what she's, this little mo- yep. Right. She's sitting there observing Iatol, observing this but not wasting any time. No. She's looking at an ardent and she's drawing him.
0: She's got a perfect distraction. No one can no one's even paying attention to her.
1: Right. So she then she starts wondering about what it would be like having a beard and and how do you keep food out of these things? So I was thinking about you. I'm like, yeah. "Well, Sean's beard, maybe that's yeah. a question to put to Sean." Yeah, um you uh, you how- actually
0: can't keep things out of it. You just have to live with it. <laughs> and hope that you have a wife who's okay with it too.
1: Yeah, if there's a little bird living in there, that's
0: yeah. okay. <laughs> um
1: how did they keep uh, food out of those things? That's cute. Shalon nods uh to her in thanks so she's uh, giving a nod uh, to um to iatal for this deception mm-hmm. and then slips out of the door entering the hallway so she's satisfied now that she has a drawing of an ardent she's now going to infiltrate further while the ardents fuss over the masked right uh madwoman. Mm-hmm. she used a cloud of stormlight to transform into the ardent pattern she says mm. find him removing from her satchel a sketch of the madman that Marais had left in the tree. So again, you're right. She's been left information. She's been left a map and a picture right. of what the madman looks like. Mm-hmm. It is totally mission impossible. Right. Ex-
0: except that the instructions didn't explode
1: after well, she got them. Well, we don't know that. We they don't mu- <laughs> know. <laughs> um, That's funny. Um... That Marais left. So, um... So, pattern... So, this is funny. Second hallway on the left, he says. Yeah. Shallan is surprised. How how do you know? Well, you were distracted by your drawing. I peeked about. There is a very interesting woman four doors down. She appears to be rubbing excrement on the wall. Ew, Shallan says. (laughs) And then he's like, patterns. I did not get a good look at what she was writing, but it seemed very interesting. I think I shall go and... No, <laughs> Shalon whispers, stay with me. So he wants to go check out the poo-poo lady yeah. down the... Yeah, down exactly, yeah.
0: <laughs> so just like... You know, Shalon didn't waste time. As soon as she had an opportunity to do her drawing, she did not waste time. And neither did Pattern. Pattern was yeah. already exploring, knowing probably right. that Shallan would ask him to. This is really great, man. I've, I've said it before, you know, uh, um, that people's bond, this nail bond with Spren, mm-hmm. give them these wonderful powers. But it also gives them this, like, partner you know what I mean? This active partner yeah. who is helping—absolutely,
1: it's so helping. awesome. Yeah, it's so and great. The fa- and the and 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 like you said, like the fact that that um, that pattern didn't have to be told to do it. Right. He he just went ahead. Mm-hmm. It's so great. You know, and did it. Um, go, going back to the to the, the poo poo woman, it uh, it brought a chuckle to my. Uh, uh, to me, while while we were thinking about it, because my my son, we used to call him Picasso when he was um, a oh, little gross. boy, because in cause, cause in 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 the tub, he uh, I think once or twice he he would in the tub. Actually, no, he did it once in his room too, where he uh, unfortunately uh, had the 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 poo poos come out, and, and the then pupus. he and, and he he must have thought it was like some kind of marker or crayon, because uh. then he like moved it around. <laughs> Oh God! So it was a disaster uh, of a cleanup, but anyways, uh, we got through the Picasso uh, days. Uh, it did, luckily, it was literally days that didn't last. But uh, I'm sorry, Parker, you're now immortalized. Yeah, the the everyone,
0: everyone knows you're Picasso. I'm going to have to change the spoiler warning at
1: the beginning of this episode. <laughs> poo related, <laughs> Pooh related uh, materials. Yeah. Um, the monastery building, like almost everything uh, was dull. Oh, we've already been uh, through this. Dull, unornamented hallways. Yeah. So again, very sort of stark uh, imagery here. The lock clicks open to where they're going with Pattern's help. Mm-hmm. So he, like he already knows exactly what room to go. It's amazing. Yeah. Everything is working out perfectly. Um, she enters the room. There's only a tiny slit of a window in here. And there's a large figure sitting on the bed, a dark-skinned man, as if from the area of Makabaki, uh, ragged hair, hulking arms. Those are either the arms of a laborer or a soldier. Mm-hmm. And the man was whispering. He was far more muscled than the picture uh, uh, was given to, uh, to Shalon mm-hmm. by Marais. Those hands looked as if they could crush Shalon like a Kremlin. The man did not move and he didn't even look up as she entered. Yeah. He didn't shift. He didn't shift around. He was like a boulder that had rolled to a stop here. I like that a lot. That's really cool. A boulder that rolled to a stop. Like, Mm. like almost as if to suggest that he's here, he's here. He's, he's here from his own momentum. Yeah. Yeah. Like like a boulder rolling down the hill Mm -hmm. and he just happens to be here. Yeah. He just, this is where he landed. Why is it kept so dark in this room, Pattern says. The madman didn't react to Pattern. That's not unusual, but mm-hmm. modern theory for helping the mad suggests dim light, suggests dim confines. Too much light stimulates them and can reduce the effectiveness of the treatment. Not a subject that she was well-versed about, but no. she knows a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Um, and she thinks, what is he whispering? And so she just goes for the gusto and she says to him out loud, she says, Sir? I don't think he answers her. No. Would that startle him? Um she withdrew the illusion, so she drops uh the, the ardent, ardent illusion, yeah. Because she realizes that she said that in a female voice. Right.
0: And it's not matching.
1: Right. He doesn't seem angry, says Pattern, but you call him mad? Yeah. Mad has two definitions. One means to be angry and the other means broken in the head. Ah, Pattern says, like a spren who has lost his bond. I know I had to think about that one yeah. because I was thinking, I was thinking, have we experienced spren without bonds?
0: We have not. I mean,
1: well, no, we haven't. We have, with the well, only
0: spren we know that are like, that, have, that have a name or have, a, uh, have a, uh, the nail bond are Pattern, Sill. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait a minute. We don't, the inky black one that Yasna had would maybe have experienced this when she died. Right. But we don't, we don't know. We don't have, there's no writing in the books to show us that Spren going mad, but, um, but yeah, that, that's Ah,
1: the only, that's the one. He didn't go mad because Maybe. (laughs) <laughs> okay i see where you're going i, I, I slept i know i'm, I'm sorry i I, can't, I shouldn't keep doing it um not exactly i'd guess um but similar she says to a spren losing the bond mm-hmm. um the t- the time of the return the desolation is at hand this is what the madman is saying
0: this is the same thing he said When we saw him with Dalinar, Elokar, and Borden. Remember that confusing chapter we read where Mm -hmm. it was like, I think it was an interlude maybe. And um, we didn't know who was in the room with the madman until we had to kind of dissect the chapter to figure out that it was the king, Borden, and Elokar, or, or, and Dalinar. Well, this is the same man and he's saying the same script.
1: He spoke in perfect Alethi and he says, also, he says, we must prepare. Mm -hmm. You will have forgotten much following the destruction of times past.
0: One of the things here I want to, I want to hold off on or or, uh, pause on here is mm -hmm. she would have expected an Asia span, uh, uh, a Asia's accent from him considering the skin color, but he spoke perfect Alethi. Right. This isn't the first time we've had this this almost exact sentence in these books, people who look a certain way mm-hmm. and their accents mm-hmm. don't match what other characters expect them to be. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, it's just a reoccurring thing that happens in this book. There are some people who look like they should be from a specific territory, but their accents do not match. So it's just something to right. think about.
1: Well, th- things, d- things aren't always what they appear. Right. right? What they seem. So he whispers on about bronze and steel and about preparations and training. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Shalon asks. Talanol Ellen, the one you call stone sinew. And she felt a chill. Mm-hmm. She steps back, folding her arms, satchel over her shoulder. Talonel, Pattern said, I know that name. Talenalat Ellen is the name of one of the heralds, says Shalon. This is almost the same. Ah, pattern pauses. Lie? Undoubtedly. It defies reason that Dalinar Colon would have one of the heralds of the Almighty locked away in a temple's back rooms. Many madmen think themselves someone else.
0: Okay. So. Wow, that's crazy. It's awesome. It defies reason that Dalinar Kholin would have one of the heralds of the Almighty locked away in the temple's back rooms.
1: Mm-hmm. Let me just
0: switch a couple of words here because I feel mm-hmm. like there's some parallels to be drawn. It defies okay. reason that Dalinar Kholin would have one of the knights Radiant locked away in a prison room in the uh, like a, a cell in the back rooms
1: that's interesting when i yeah. read that
0: sentence i thought well of course it would be crazy just like it would be like, crazy that he would have a knight's radiant locked away
1: and he might and he does he's got caladin Ka- still locked caladin right yeah. right Yes, yeah, so that's really cool it's dude. really cool i like that a lot that's really neat um madman shalon says where do you come from do you know what dalinar Kholin wishes of you He just keeps ranting on and on. Right. Shallan sighs and writes the exact words that he's saying to deliver to Marais, so to give an accurate account. Mm -hmm. He couldn't actually be one of the heralds, could he? Don't be silly. The heralds glow like the sun and wield honor blades and speak with the voices of a thousand trumpets. They could cast down buildings with a command and force the storms to obey and heal with a touch. Shalon walked to the door. She sucked in some stormlight and then breathed out, using the still fresh memory of the ardent to create. And then she screams because the madman. No, it's the madman. She doesn't scream. scream. It's the madman who goes, ah. Or he screams. Meaning like, well, I, 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 yeah, I suppose it is a scream, but I was almost interpreting it as if like, like Shalon used the power of the stormlight, so mm-hmm. I recognize that. Right, and then he, and then he springs up to his feet, screaming. He lurches toward her with incredible speed. Um, Shalon yelps in surprise. He grabs her and shoves her out of her stormlight. Yeah, he shoves her out of her cloud of stormlight. The image falls apart. It evaporates and the madman smashes her up against the wall. His eyes are wide and his breathing is ragged. He searches her face with frantic eyes. I love this so much. Mm -hmm. Pupils darting back and forth. Like he's trying to recognize who she is. Yeah, Like, do I should know you? Right. Right? Like that's how I took it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it says 10 heartbeats. Yeah. She... This is a scenario where Shallan would bring out the big guns. Yeah.
0: She instinctively does it. Yeah. She's not even trained in the damn thing, but she instinctively does it. It's like a,
1: a, a response to her fear. One of Ishtar's knights, the madman whispers. So he's referring to Shallan there. hmm I remember he founded them. Yes. Several desolations ago. No longer just talk. It hasn't been talk for thousands of years. But when? Her shard blade dropped into her hands, but the man turns his back on her, walks toward the bed, lays down and curls up. She realizes that she's not going to need the blade after all, and she dismisses it. Mm. And then and then she thinks, another one of my highlights, mother's soul, mm-hmm. she thinks. remember she said that before
0: remember she said that her mother's soul is was locked in the the strong box in father's room right
1: right shallan pattern asks are you mad she shook herself how much time had passed she says yes she said walking hurriedly for the door she peeked outside and she couldn't risk using any more stormlight again in this room she'd just have to slip out but then she hears several people approaching down the hallway. She would have to wait for them to pass, except they seem to be heading right to this very door. And one of those men was High Lord Amaram. Da, da, da. Oh, what a great ending. Yeah. So
0: let's just, uh, let's pick apart a couple of things here at the end. Pattern oh. says, Shalon. Shalon, are you mad?
1: Are you mad? Pattern yeah.
0: just learned that there are mm-hmm. two different meanings to mad. Meanings. Yeah. And which version do you think he's saying here? Do you think he's saying, are you upset? Are you mad? Or are you mad? I'm not sure. Because she goes, mother's soul, mm-hmm. ellipses. And we know that ellipses with mm-hmm. Shallan could mean that she, she could have been standing there for minutes, like zoned out. And then she mm-hmm, even says mm-hmm. to herself, she shook herself, how much time had passed. Right. Right. As if she'd lost track of it, and that's why he's asking: Are you mad? What if she just stood there, like looking blankly for five minutes? Shalon, are you mad? Like have you lost your mind? That's
1: true. That's true. Yeah, almost like how Dalinar uh, loses time too, eh? Like Dalinar, we know why Dalinar loses time.
0: Yeah, yeah, we know why. And Shalon, we kind of know why she loses time too. She uses it to to be able to not have to think about stuff. So. What you're suggesting is that perhaps some time has passed. I think while well, she asks how much time passed, it could have only been 45 yeah. seconds, but still to right. just stand there, if we were to sit here and count 45 mm-hmm. seconds, that's yeah, still an extremely long. long time to be standing there. It and is. Not yeah. Yeah. Anything. Interesting. So
1: yeah. And then Amram and his company comes toward right. the door. If she had, had not done that, whether... she
0: might've been able to get out before they showed up. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so what do you I'm think so, about I, this, um, this, this madman here? Do you, th- are you, do you well, think he's just a crazy it, man or do you he, think
1: he's, he's who he says he is? Th- they've set it up that you could, as a first time reader, it could be, it could be either. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure what to believe. I mean, this, uh, individual came from, re- uh, great protection mm-hmm. from Dalinar. Mm-hmm. Dalinar is a man of honor, um, or at least the Dalinar that he's, the individual that he's trying to be, at least right now, he's, he's trying to be honorable. Mm-hmm. So I like to think that this man is of great import, regardless of whether he is a herald or not. Right. He's, he's important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and may, maybe, maybe it doesn't even matter so much that he is one. What matters is what he, um, I guess can bring in terms of either information or, or new realizations. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to be honest with you, I'm hoping that he is one. Okay. One of the Heralds. That's my hope Mm -hmm. because it just would be so, um, well it, it's it's like locking up Thor or something like right. that it's like right you know what I mean it's yeah. it's just it's kind of a, a neat thing uh to to have happened mm. like like the the worlds of the heralds and and these uh and the people of Rashar kind of I guess merging together mm-hmm. um I don't know so that's my hope is that it's actually a herald how it could be so I don't know right
0: And we don't, we don't really know much about the heralds. We only know what they, the people now believe in them. And we only have that very first prologue from the first book when we Mm -hmm. actually had a POV of heralds. So we don't really know much. And it did
1: say that he was being guarded with only certain ardents allowed to have access. Right. So only like maybe certain ardents might know of him as a herald. Right. Like maybe, you, you, know, you know what I mean? Like would, um, would the ardents know, or like, you know, would, would, uh, would, um, would a holy man know an angel if he saw one? <laughs> that's a good question. Right. What do you know? You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of like that. Would mm-hmm. you know an angel? Like, so that's the kind of, I think maybe what they could be playing with here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping it's, I'm hoping it's a herald. I really am like this madman, these ravings going on about desolation. What a a poor use of
0: resources if you had one of the heralds and you just locked mm. him up. Right. So I don't know. What do you, what's your highlight for this? Let's talk about your highlight. What's your, what's your highlight for this, is this
1: incredibly (laughs) cool chapter. It's so cool. Um, my highlight is, um, I don't know. I, I think it might, it have might have to be these maneuvers that Shalon pulled off or that Pattern didn't wait to act in helping. Like he he's already on it. Mm-hmm. Or like you said, uh, just the whole mission impossible component it's so to this awesome. thing, like, like her receiving the, the, the instruction. I think maybe that is my favorite thing is, is the instructions from Marais. Mm-hmm. Giving her the map, the info, the picture, right. like that's, that's a really it's really neat up thing to, to her have. to figure out how to get it done. Right. Yeah. There's, there's so many delightful little, little, uh, little, um, highlights in this chapter yeah. for sure. It's littered with them, but what's, what's yours if you had to.
0: Mine's a little bit weird. Um, mine's the chapter title, a burning world. Um, this chapter title doesn't really seem to make sense at all to what the chapter is about. And we know that Sanderson does that sometimes. Sometimes he'll make a chapter, a name of a chapter Mm -hmm. and it doesn't pay off till later. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, um, in the, um, in the top room, you know, like the, that, that chapter title was, we didn't really make the connection in the first season until afterwards. Um, so sometimes Mm -hmm. that happens. I'm going to, Posit a theory as to why it's called a burning world. Um, I just thought of one too. So, if this madman is actually Talanel Elin, the Herald of War, he would right. have been sent to Braze, which is known as Damnation, literally a yeah. world of fire and torment. Right. So the own, so from
1: his perspective, yeah,
0: he had just come from a burning world. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that's
1: what I was thinking too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's I cool. love that. It's, I was thinking about it and I'm like, wow, that's really, really subtle. Cause if you didn't, you know what I mean? If you yeah. didn't remember that this is supposed to be and that he was in damnation and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's really, really well done. Uh, Sanderson, eh? She's just so good. Yeah,
1: I know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the next chapter that we're covering is 64 treasures.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a good little one. It's a nice little chapter.
1: It is a good one. We get it, um, um,
0: we got a split POV again here, right? I like this when this happens. Yes, Our characters I split like that cha- too. Me too. It's really great.
1: For such a small chapter, again, they're like little gems I find within um within these books because it it increases the excitement in yeah. the, within the chapter because mm-hmm. you're oscillating between a few a few mm-hmm. different characters. Yeah, it's really great. So um it starts off with another little cryptic thing. It's only one, one line here. It says, yes, I'm disappointed perpetually as you put it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be on the hunt for that word perpetually as you put it. See if there's another character in this that says that word. Right. See, see if we can figure that out or if it's already, it might, it might've already been said. I think, I think that's what it is.
0: If, um, if what we think might be happening is happening, if this is a response mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the first letter that we got in the in and Way of Kings. Remember how we talked in part two of Way of Kings? There was some kind of letter and at first we thought it might have thought it was conversation, but it seemed like it was a one sided conversation. So it it might have been the first letter in this correspondence. So I would be in really oh. interested to see if when we go back, we've talked about this before yeah. already, Yeah. And when we go back yeah. and reread those at the end of the season here, I'd be really interested to see if that person who wrote that original letter says mm. perpetually, like you're perpetually yes. disappointed. Yeah, so as it'll be really it. interesting yeah. to see.
1: That's cool. Well, we get Kaladin lying on his bench. And as we talked about before, right in the text here, uh, it actually says um, that he is like a predator in a cage, mm-hmm. a white spine. He's, he's identifying with the very animal that we were comparing him to be. Yeah. They don't do well in captivity, Shalon had said, and neither, it seems, Kaladin. hmm Yeah. They um, don't do well. How, how many days had it been Kaladin found himself not caring, says <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah. So that's not good. And we've, we've talked about this a little bit, or I've brought it up a few times to you that. um the wretch is never f- that far away mm-hmm. from him. Right. And it, and he even, in, in, this, in this text, he even says that. He says he wasn't f- so far removed from that wretch that he'd once been.
0: Yeah. This is what you were really worried about. You've been worried about this all book so far that For a he's going to devolve back yep. into this old attitude of his.
1: Well, it's interesting that you say the word old because after a, another brief description of him, you know, describing himself as, you know, Climbing up a cliff covered in creme and slime, he mm-hmm. never quite can seem to get himself out. He always slides back down. The next line here is "old ways of thinking," a slave's way of of thinking. Yeah, I I wanted to like I, I actually held on to that old ways and thought of you know, you know the heralds, the knights, mm-hmm. this rich history, this old way of seeing the things, codes doing things, is an old
0: way of thinking. The codes,
1: yeah. So I yeah. was kind of just hanging on that a little bit. And then within the text, it says, stop caring. Worry only about the next meal and keeping it away from the others. Don't think too much. Thinking is dangerous. Thinking makes you hope, makes you want. Yeah, that's, that's brutal. Yeah, this is his, all the wretch. Mm -hmm. This is his
0: survival instincts kicking in, right? Like this is what he had to do in order to survive those months in the cage and then on the shattered planes with the bridge crews. Like this is, Mm. this is not good.
1: Well, but even, even with, even as a slave though, he wasn't. Was he trying to keep the next meal away from the others? Like, is that the way I, well, there's a lo- slavery began? Like, there's a lot of, of
0: the, the slave train with Tavlakov that we didn't get to read. Right. We read True it enough. like, you yeah. know, weeks before he reached the shattered Plains. but he could have been with them for right. months and months. I think he,
1: when traveling, it's yeah. like when he
0: gets to the shattered Plains. it's eight months later after the incident with after Amram being- in the tent. Yeah.
1: Right, right.
0: So he spent that's, a lot of time, a time as a slave, right? So this is great because a whole book later, we're almost getting to get an idea of what his mentality was like
1: back then. Right. Keeping it away from others. That's the one that got me. Mm-hmm. And don't think too much. Thinking is dangerous. It gives you hope and you don't want to give yourself false hope. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. It's brutal. Yeah, I know it's, it's harsh. Pretty bad. It's pretty harsh. Um, he's pacing in a small room we've we've compared him to a tiger the mm-hmm. white spine of course um he considered himself always so strong a fighter but they were able to take it all away when they stuffed him in a box yeah so isn't that really uh that's really uh sort of um I guess, a, a weakening sort of position to have that you consider yourself, you know, talented, you have talents, mm. you have uh, things to offer or skills or you're, you're a competent fighter. And yet.
0: None of it matters. Removed.
1: None of it matters. Yeah. You're, uh, when you're reduced to a, a cage, a caged animal. Um, the next line was also very good. Uh, and the truth returned. So they could take it all away put him in a box for a few weeks, and that's when the truth surfaced. Mm-hmm. The truth that he really is just a slave, just this pacing, caged right. animal. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that either, because again, like that's not the truth no it's not it it might it might be a truth right it might be a truth Mm -hmm. but it's certainly not the truth it definitely does
0: reflect his outer shell though like feeling like this on the inside is definitely reflective of the way he looks on the outside because he still hasn't been able to like shed himself of those slave scars Do you know what I mean? So maybe it's, there's a theme there where he still feels like that on the inside because he still looks like that on the
1: outside or something, or some weird, you know. I, I think, I think what he hasn't been able to weather and rise above, if you will, like the, like the real storm or one of the storms that he's facing is to remove himself from those that can and would imprison him. Right. And make him a slave. He has not risen above that station, that level of competence mm-hmm. or power or leadership. He has not got to that point and he really wants to get to that point. Yeah. I think there's a part of him, but then because he keeps finding himself sliding back down into the chasms or into a slave camp, mm-hmm. re, uh, always reduced, like I, I'm a surgeon and a competent soldier. Like, try to find that uh, out there in in the field. Right, you you won't even find it. I'm an exceptional person. I'm Kaladin and storm blessed. I'm Kaladin Stormblest, and storm blessed, and it doesn't matter. Right, and that's that's a hard, that's a harsh reality uh, to live with. But I I don't think we're going to be living with that for too too much longer. Um, he reaches farther and farther, uh, reaching through this uh, through the bars, trying to absorb stormlight. Yeah. And he keeps pushing and pushing for it until some of it actually does go into his, his fingertips. The
0: funny part of this is, is that it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. He slams himself against the the bars. It doesn't happen. And then he prayed. How long had it been since he'd done that? He didn't have someone properly to write down the, the glyph and burn it. But the almighty listened to hearts, didn't he? I really, really love that. Right?
1: I know. I love that too. The mm. almighty listened to hearts. That's yeah. one of my highlights, I think. But then, but after that though, so, okay, you're right. Like he's reaching and reaching, it's not working, but then he prayed and there is the the, the ellipsis, he prayed, meaning it's been a while since he's done this. Right, right. Um, And then, but immediately after that, with the almighty listening to hearts, he, it says, "Please not again. I can't go back to that."
0: He's talking about the wretch again. He can't go back to this thing that he's that's consuming him again.
1: Right. Um, maybe I misinterpreted there because I was I was wondering if he was saying, "I can't go back to that being a pious person."
0: Oh no, I I feel like he this yeah. my read on it is that he can't go back to the thing to this person that you know uh don't think too much don't uh, thinking is dangerous like that's starting to take over again and he's yeah, like i don't yeah. want to go back there please if right. i can only get some stormlight, that will right. show me that i'm not that person i'm this new
1: person i've become right well i think i think what this is sort of suggesting is that he you know may not be able to do it all on his own right that's because he amazing, prayed dude.
0: that's amazing
1: so so because he prayed I I like to think that something has happened here it says in capitals he strained for the sphere the light in capitals seemed to resist mm-hmm. so and and I highlighted that because I'm thinking okay well why was it because there's no honor in what he wants like is escaping the right thing if he's in this wretchful state mhm um is, will he be rewarded or have access to this power? Right. Or have his powers increased to be able to, you know, to, to absorb it from a greater distance. Mm-hmm. Um, the light seems to be a character or a personification. Um, but he, he held his, he held, he held his breath. He shuts his eyes, savoring it. Yeah. Cause he finally power, gets it, right? He finally gets it. Right. It finally gets it. And it goes through his fingertips. Um, and he can feel it. Um you know, wanting to, to get out, uh, like, like the power within him wants it to come out again. He, so he's hanging on to it and then still interrupts here and says, I'm worried about you. You're, you're growing dark. Speak about. Yeah. I couldn't sp- agree more because mm-hmm. that's like, I echo, I've been echoing those sentiments for quite a long and time. And if we now. want
0: to speak about him not being able to do it on his own. hmm Right. You said earlier he had to pray. Yeah. He can't do it he on his own. Sill is right. here. He can he can't do mm. any of this on his own.
1: Right. So well it it really that sort of question can't do it on its own. How much of it is Sill, how much of it is the Almighty? How much of it is the light? I don't know. Mm. Well we know it, it, seemed, it we seems it seems interesting that he's he's got limit. Like he was reaching for it before and nothing happened. Right. Then he prayed. Right. And then he was able to ab- absorb it from that greater distance.
0: I just want to point out that we, kn- know. For, according to Syl from earlier in this book, she says mm-hmm. that, yes, the Almighty is dead, but he lives on in me. I'm a tiny right. little piece of him.
1: A piece of him, yeah.
0: Right. So, right. if she is praying to the Almighty, the only representation of the Almighty is
1: Syl. Is Sill Right? Yeah. So, which it's, is very it's cool. It's beautiful. And I, I, man. I, I I, I do like to look, to think about the spren as being like tiny little bits of, of, um, of omniscience. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's really great. That's,
1: that'd be really cool if that turns out to be the, to be the deal. You might know already, don't you? You, you might know that. I, don't I know, know stuff. We'll see. You know stuff. Okay. Um, I'm worried about you. You're growing dark. Um, still is, so this is again, one of my still highlights here. She's, um. She's sitting between two of the bars, as if on a swing. So I love it that she's always so playful. Yeah, she's so great. And we get another brilliant moment up here, which is probably my, probably my 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 highlight of the chapter, is. Kaladin says, "I'll be all right. I'll be all right. I just need to get out of this cage." No, she says, "It's worse than than that. It's the darkness, the darkness." And then she looks to the side, so she's she's ruminating on this on this. Dark thing that she's thinking about with Kaladin and then, just like that, she her focus changes, looks to the side, then she starts giggling, streaking off to inspect something on the floor, and it was a little kremling that's creeping at the edge of the room, and she's kind of you know taken with it. And the mm-hmm. next paragraph, Kaladin's like, well, he actually starts smiling when he sees her do this, mm-hmm. and she, uh, it says here in the text, she was still a Spren, childlike. The world was a place of wonder to Sill, And what would that be like? He thinks. And what I love about it is that her attention is on something very, very small. Mm-hmm. And I find that there's maybe an insight that we can think about in that. It's cool. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it's neat. It's neat that her attention is to like her full attention yeah. is onto something so, so small. Or maybe so so obvious yeah like 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 maybe there's like a a secret or something to be learned from this tiny little kremlin
0: yeah it's right it's amazing it's like this and also the kremlin's a little different right it's it is red and violet color on its shell it looks a little bit different than some other um descriptions of Kremlings before. So I don't know if that's something important to hmm. pay, p- make note of, but the other thing I yeah, wanted to be. talk about before we move, move this POV, just, just sure. quickly. Mm-hmm. It's the darkness. The darkness. Yes, and the we darkness. just covered a paragraph, uh, a chapter earlier where Shalon um, says that her dad is being taken over by the darkness.
1: The darkness.
0: Yeah. Yep. So it's, there's some, like, you know, parallels here between these
1: two. And, and also in terms of, uh, the chapter that we're just reading now, how appropriate that becoming the darkness is what Shalon has to do. Right. That's true. Interesting. And,
0: the, and then we have the man who, uh, Lyft refers to as the darkness. So there's a lot the of. The dark. Yeah, yeah. I know. Right. Yeah.
1: It's so there's cool. There's a lot, of, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on here. I, I love the, I love yeah. the series. It's amazing. So we do get we do get a POV different uh, a a change here, Mm -hmm. and we go right to I love this. We go right to Shalon where we left Shalon nervous about Amram and and some strange man that he's with coming into the room containing the madman.
0: Yeah, here's the yeah here's the resolution of that that cliffhanger moment. Yeah.
1: Okay, so Amram was coming into this room and she thinks hide. I have to hide, and she's going through options. Should I become an ardent? No, it has to be something simpler, something fast. And then she thinks darkness. Yeah. I will, I'll become darkness itself. Yeah. Her her clothes turned black, her skin, her hat, her hair, everything pure black. She scrambled back away from the door into the corner of the room. I love this. She's not so even, much.
0: she's not even doing what she did before with uh, a yatil which is she created an illusion to stra- mm-hmm. uh, to like mm-hmm. further out a shack or a wall right she's mm-hmm. literally just made herself completely black like a chameleon and then just hid mm-hmm. in the corner which is sure. so much more awesome and frightening than invisibility right like invisibility right. would be taking light and then like making yourself look like you uh, you're blending in with the background she's just turned everything black and then hid it's actually and then hid. really cool
1: With her illusion in place, the light weaving consumed the trails of stormlight that would normally rise from her skin, further masking her presence. Mm -hmm. I love it.
0: Yeah, it's awesome.
1: So the the door opens up and her heart is thundering. Amaram enters with a young, dark-eyed man, obviously Adlethi. With prominent eyebrows, hmm, look at that. So this is how this is how I, I get to remember this character, who actually we find out is Borden. Yeah. So Borden has prominent eyebrows. Yeah, and Borden, who we know was a
0: trusted footman of mm-hmm. Dalinar Colin, right, is now secretly bringing in Amaram on the side into this
1: room, right. Mm-hmm. So. Borden may not be trustworthy. He might not. I will remind us though,
0: just a little Mm -hmm. thing. In the chapter when we first met Borden, Mm -hmm. Dalinar said to him, I have a job for you. And we never found out what that job was.
1: Ah, so he could be double agent, uh, I'm just it, saying that.
0: I don't know Ooh, if it, like there's that. correlation there, but I do know that Dalinar did say to Borden, I do have a job mm-hmm, for you. I have a never job found out you. What, what that is job What is the was? job? Yeah.
1: Mm, oh, I hope it's that'd be sweet. So I, yeah. I obviously I'm gonna be rooting for characters like Dalinar are to be ahead yeah, of, of course the, of, course, but of then, course we would be, but yeah. that's the thing but the villains but the villains are ahead you've got you've got zeth you know lying around at uh look at this is a this you is know. a
0: perfect example of it this chapter here this this pov is that what you're saying mm. is that the villains are just as ahead or ahead of our, our protagonist because yeah. look the ghostbloods organization knows yeah. about as much as Amaram himself knows right right mm-hmm. with all the maps mm-hmm. and now he knows this guy here and here the, the madman yeah. is important like they're step for step with each other and Shalon is sort of kind of dodging in the middle here
1: and that's that's the thing that I don't like about her, her character like I mean it, it makes for really good reading it's, it's, but it's, it's really stressful great, yeah. because because it's just you know she's gonna feel the pinch right it has to mm-hmm. um so the door opens up um, a man with prominent eyebrows stepping in here. They shut the door quietly, and Amram pockets a key. So that's interesting. He has a key to this room, right? Is it a master key for all rooms? We don't know. We don't know. But he's able to get in and out of here whenever he wants. Um, she's thinking a little bit about Amram here. Um, I'm going to skip a paragraph ahead, but you let me know if you yeah, had something to Anna, cover go ahead. there. Um, she's thinking, why had Halloran gone to kill this man? Why had Helleran gone to kill Amram and could she really blame Amram when in truth Amram was probably just defending himself? Good point. Very good point. So she thinks about that. Mm -hmm. We can blame Um,
0: Amram for the unlawful killing of Kaladin's friends, but she can't blame him for the lawfully killing of Helleran, which he actually didn't do. Right. I
1: know. (laughs) It's so crazy. It's It's so crazy, crazy. Yeah. She felt like she knew so little, though Amram was still a bastard, of course. Right. I like that. You know right. why? Because every time the use of bastard in Amram, I I think it's connected to that those moments with with Adeline, with Adeline. Right. So I find that it, it's her remembering, right, re, remembering her betrothed, her beau, and she's thinking, you know what? Yeah, he's a bastard. Yeah. Um. Um. I I like to think it like that. Um. Shallan uh, th- says, I don't know why... Sorry, not Shalon. She can hear the, the voices in the room, of, obviously. I don't know why you need to hear it for yourself, Bright Lord, says Borden. Mm-hmm. I told you what the madman said. Hush, Borden. Amram says, listen at the door. Now, when Amram addresses the madman, this is interesting. Mm. He refers to him as great prince. Ooh, like a title, both in capital. Both in capitals. Yeah. He says, great prince, turn and let me see you. The madman looks up, still muttering the same things over and over. Yeah,
0: this, uh, this, uh, speech that he's got or whatever.
1: And Amram says, ah, almighty above 10 names, all true. You are beautiful. Gavilar, we have done it. We have finally done it. What does that mean? It so we've talked about Gavilar. Me, yeah, we talked Gavilar kind of and Amra about them being connected
0: yeah, in this on the same page. Um, yeah, this mission that they have, and this definitely, right. um, this definitely uh, um, confirms
1: this, right? Well, they wanted the well. Gavilar was after the Return of the Gods, correct? Right. And we of know the that listeners, and, and
0: we know that from Shalon. Investigating his room, that Amaram mm. wanted the return of the Voidbringers. Right. But they could be one and the same. Right. And if this guy in this prison is Talonel, Herald of War, who has returned mm. from damnation, Amaram right. says, We've done it. We've finally done it.
1: So we've returned
0: something from old right something has begun and amram thinks that whatever they were doing what their machinations were before all this it's paid off
1: so it's either they've returned one of the gods they've returned one of the void bringers Mm -hmm. or they've returned sorry uh, uh if this is uh, Talonel, then that's one of the heralds, correct? Right.
0: Uh, t- t- this, could, this madman couldn't doesn't necessarily mean that he is one of the gods, one of the void bringers, but his right. presence might mean something, right? Because Talonel is saying the desolation is coming. Right. And it's possible right. that this is a symbol that whatever Amaram and Gavilar were working towards, it's working.
1: Hmm. Bright Lord, Borden says, I don't like being here. If we're discovered, people might ask questions. The treasure, he truly spoke of shard blades? Yes, Borden says, a whole cache of them. Now that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Many shard blades. Okay. The honor blades, Amaram whispers, great prince, please give me the same words you spoke to this one.
0: So this is the second time now we get honor blades when referring to this madman. The last chapter when, uh, when Shallan was talking to him, she mentioned Mm -hmm. Honor Blades as well. Mm -hmm. This is seemingly something different than Shard Blades.
1: Yes, it could be. Mm -hmm.
0: It sounds like they're different.
1: It certainly does. And I just had a thought here with regards to, okay, um... Please give me the same words that you spoke to this one. So please give me the same words that you spoke about these honor blades, about this cache of shard blades that you said to Borden, please tell it to me. Mm-hmm. Amram wants confirmation. Yeah. He wants to I hear la- with his I like own what you ears said,
0: uh, the speech that uh, that uh, the madman has been saying, right?
1: Right. But that's not what's been happening. It's been a loop of him saying the same things over and over with Desolation right. Coming. He said maybe one unique thing to Shalon. I think. Hmm. Uh, when he confronted her, when well, because she presented her pow- she used her powers. Right. He seems to awaken and rushes toward her. Yeah. And I think he, he said a few th- other little things to her because the 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 point that I'm I'm bringing up here is that is that Borden, uh, as you were saying, he was tasked by Dalinar to do something for him, a job. Kind of suspicious that that um he says this one thing about this cache of honor blades or or shard blades to Borden, Mm -hmm. but not able to say it in front of Amram, what I'm, what I'm suggesting is, is if Borden is doing something for, for Dalinar, that could be a part of it.
0: That this is involved in that.
1: Well, it could be a plant. It could be Borden saying to Amram that yes, there's this cash and he's, he's mentioned it. Right. You know, that, that could be part of the job. Um, I'm just going to put that out there because I'm, I'm glad you brought that up that Borden could indeed doing well you, you didn't say that he could be doing a different mm-hmm. job what you said is that he he was told by dalinar to do a job
0: so here's the part um um she asks him do you know what dalinar colon wishes of you because she's there to find out how this madman right. refers to dalinar and king and stuff right and right. then she thinks he couldn't actually be one of the heralds could he don't be silly right the heralds glow like the sun wield the honor blades in capital. Honor blades. Yeah, capital H and speak with the voices Mm. of a thousand trumpets. She thinks that. And then when she um, goes to put back on the ardent um, illusion on herself, he flips out rushes mm-hmm. her and then mm-hmm. says the m- first unique thing he said since we've met him, because since we have right. met him, he's only said the same thing over and over same again, thing over and over. The first unique That's, thing yeah. he said is one of Ishar's knights. I remember he founded them. Yes. Several desolations ago, no longer just talk. It hasn't been talk for thousands of years, but when, So that's all he said. That's the Mm -hmm. only new thing he said other than the speech that he said over and over and over again.
1: Right. So I guess it's evidenced that he does say different things. He's Mm -hmm. not on a constant loop. So it's possible that he just mentioned that to Borden.
0: He is on a constant loop and that is the only time that he said anything different. And the other thing too is well, that one other than the claim from Borden. Right. Other than the claim right. from Borden. Um, Correct. I want to find, I want to take one second here and I want to sure. find the chapter or the interlude where they talk to him. So here it is. Um, one of the men, I think it's uh, Dalinar says, what was that? Speak louder, man. The time of the return, the desolation is near at hand. We must prepare. You will have forgotten much following the destruction of the times past. Right. And then, um, I can't make out some of it, Elokar. It's a Lethe, northern accent, not what I have expected from one with such dark skin. Again, to refer back to what we talked about, skin doesn't match accent right where did Mm -hmm. you get the shard blade madman tell me most blades are accounted for through the generations so they're inferring that he had a blade with him that no one can identify Okay. This continues his speech. Kalak will teach you to cast bronze. If you have forgotten this, we will soul cast blocks of metal directly for you. I wish we could teach you steel, but casting is so much easier than forging. You must have some, you must have something that we can produce quickly. Your stone tools will serve against what is to come. Um, and then they say, you thought he said something about stone and bronze. And it's like Vidal can train your surgeons and Yezrian will teach you to a uh, leadership. So much is lost between returns. And then they're mm. like the shard blade. Where did you get the shard blade? And then he says, how did you separate it from Borden? Well, uh, we didn't, Bright Lord. He just dropped it. So the man drops a shard blade. Let's get back the to- The madman does. Yeah, the madman does. Let's get- mm-hmm. I will train your soldiers. We should have time. Ishar keeps talking about a way to keep information from being lost following desolations. And you have discovered something unexpected. We will use that. Surge binders to act as guardians, as knights. He said all this before your majesty. When he mumbles, he just keeps at it over and over. I don't think he even knows what he's saying. Mm. Um, the coming days will be difficult, but with training, humanity will survive. You must bring me to your leaders. The other heralds should join us soon. And then he says, I think, I think I am late this time. So, and none of that mm. were mentioned Shardblades, but, we don't know when his speech started and when it ended. We only got little pieces of it. And right. then when Shallan goes in there, we only get little pieces of it again. So we don't know the full speech that this guy, this madman makes and then turns over and over and over and again. So there could be something about Shardblades in there, but it sounds like from this chapter, this interlude. He doesn't mm-hmm. mention shard blades, and they're like, "The shard blades! Tell us about the shard blades!" And the reason why they're asking him is because he showed up with one that no one's
1: ever seen before. So, right. So then he there doesn't. There could be t- some. So, he doesn't, going on. Yeah. There's, there's so probably, he doesn't talk about it. Yeah. So he doesn't talk about shard blades, mm-hmm. but then Borden's given the task, and then the information gets back to Amram that he did speak about the shard blades.
0: Right. Or right. that they assume that he knew about shard blades because he showed up with one. Hmm. Very, right. very curious. That's. I, I'm glad that we yeah. did this. I'm glad that we went back and yeah, read it. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it I like it. Perspective a little bit.
1: Okay. So, Great Prince, um, hang on. So we're. He's repeating these words every day. Uh, Borden says, "I would hear of them for myself." Bright Lord, we could wait here for days and days and not hear those words. Please, we must go. The ardents will eventually come by on their rounds. Great Prince Amram says. I go to recover your treasures. That's the title of this chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, speak not of them to the others. Oh, so Amram would like a little control here. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. I will put the blades to good use. Okay, I will. That's also Much
0: like he did with Kaladin's blade, right?
1: Right. Come, let us search out this place. He's asking, basically asking the madman, come, like join me. Uh, um. Today, comes the response, you said it was close. Yes, well, that was why I brought him all the way out here. This is Borden speaking. Mm-hmm. If, if he accidentally speaks to the others, I would have them go to the place and find it empty of treasures. Come quickly. You will be rewarded. Amram strode out of, the, of this uh, room. Borden lingers for a minute and then trails out, shutting the door. So now we're back to Shalon. Mm-hmm. So this is interesting. So Amram wants control. He's he's asking the madman um for him to um uh to tell him about these shard blades or about this cash or about about these honor blades. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it doesn't happen, but then he's saying to uh, to Amram that um he wants to search for this place.
0: Yeah, and the guy's like today and he's like yeah, and well board- you said it was close.
1: You said it was close, yeah. Yeah. So hmm. interesting. I know. I just hope that Borden doesn't get himself in over his head here. Right. Um, that's if he is yeah. indeed.
0: This This is really interesting. I, I, you know, I don't know if I really caught any of this the first time. Like the the, the times that I've read it, I've, I mean, I've never dissected well, it the I way only, that we're dissecting. I it, only right, so. thought
1: about it. I only thought about it when you said to me that Dalinar gave. Gave him a job, but we don't know what job that was. Right, and then I and then I just jumped to, well, hang on, what if it's a misdirection of some kind? Because at the very end which, of that chapter,
0: he says, "Well, what you do? What will you do?" The, um, the Borden asks dalinar "What will you do with the Shardblade?" Talking about the Madman's Shardblade, he showed up with. This is in the the Talon uh, 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 interlude. Uh, interlude, yeah, and he okay. says, "I'm certain we can find a good use for it." In fact, something occurs to me right now. I might have need of you, Borden whatever you need, Bright Lord. So that's, that's, mm. he has need of Borden for something. So it might not right. necessarily be a secret mission that he's putting him on, but there's definitely no. something there. There's a hanging thread there that doesn't get resolved. Yeah,
1: you're right. Okay. So we're back to Shalon. So Shalon, um, she breathes out slumping down to the floor and she's like, oh, it's like that sea of spheres. Pattern asks, Shalon. yeah, I've fallen in and it isn't that the water is over my head. It's that the stuff isn't even water and I have no idea how to swim in it. Pattern says, I do not understand this lie. So we know about Shadesmar. Right. And she's we feeling about this.
0: overwhelmed right now.
1: Right. I like how she's like, this isn't even water. Yeah. And I have no idea how to swim in it. She made herself look like Vale again. Um, and then she's thinking, wow, a herald of war. The time of the return is near at hand. So she's thinking about his ramblings. hmm Outside, she finds her way back to the room with Iatil. And the Ardents or, and stuff, yeah. Or, is it, it's Iatil, right? I'll, I'm, it's going to take me time to get it. Uh, you know what? And like and, we
0: said, you can say it the way you want to say it. It's not
1: a big deal. Mm-hmm. And then apologize profusely to the ardents there who were looking for her. So this is funny. I, I like that the master mm-hmm. has been, you know, playing, you know, I guess, crazy. Yeah, she's been playing decoy or whatever. The decoy yeah. while all this is happening. It's really and, great, uh, actually. She'd accept an escort. So Shalon would accept an escort to take her back uh, to her palanquin. But before going, she leans over to hug Eotil. Mm-hmm. And she says... You can escape, like, like a question. Yeah. And then, and Iotil whispers back, don't be stupid, of course I can. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. And then Shalan says, take this, passing her a note, which is, of course, the, 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 the recording that she did, or the, the, the writing that she did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shalan says, I wrote, I wrote it upon, sorry, I wrote upon it the ramblings of the madman. They repeat without change. And I saw Amram sneak into the room. And he thinks to, he seems to think that these words from the madman are authentic. And he seeks a treasure the madman spoke of earlier. I will write a thorough report via Spanry to you and the others tonight. Shalon um, moves to pull back, but Iotil holds on to her and I says, I love this. I know. Who are you really, Vale? The woman asks. You caught me in stealth, spying upon you, and you can lose me in the streets. This is not easily accomplished. Your clever drawings fascinate Marais, another near-impossible task, considering all that he has seen. Now, what have you done today? Shallan felt a thrill. Why should she be so excited to have the respect of these people? They were murderers. Mm -hmm. But Storm's, she had earned that respect. Shallan answers uh, Iotil with, I seek the truth. Wherever it may be, whoever may hold it, that's who I am. I love that, dude. dude I think it. that's crazy. Yeah. It's amazing. Later on that night, after sending a full report to, um, I guess, Marais of the day's events uh, with drawings, including the madman, Amorim, and Borden. So she's very thorough. Mm-hmm. She receives back a simple message from Moraes. This is the last paragraph of the chapter. Mm hmm. And it says, the truth destroys more people than it saves, Vale. That's. It's really awesome. Very interesting. Yeah. But you have proven yourself. You no longer need fear our other members. They have been instructed not to touch you. You are required to get a specific tattoo, a symbol of your loyalty, and I will send a drawing.
0: She doesn't even need the drawing because she remembers seeing it on Luesh, right? Right. Yeah. Or she remembers when her brother drew it for her in the span read saying Luesh had this symbol on his arm and Capsule had it too.
1: Capsule had it too. Right. So
0: she's already very familiar with this tattoo.
1: You may add it to your person wherever you wish, but must prove it to me when we next meet. Welcome to the Ghostbloods. Dude. Isn't
0: that awesome? So
1: she's now an official member of this organization, but again, what has she got herself
0: into? She is drowning in a sea of beads.
1: Yeah, overwhelmed. Yeah,
0: and I love that metaphor because she's like, I don't even know, how does she say it again? Uh, She's like, I've fallen in and it isn't even the water that's over my head. It's that stuff that's, it isn't even water and I have no idea how to swim in it. How, right, yeah. But she's
1: doing
0: she's, it. She's doing it anyway. The only reason she's, why she's able to pull it off is because of her light weaving. That's how she gets the edge, yes. right? That's why mm-hmm. when Yatel's like, who are pattern. you? How can you do all this stuff? She wouldn't have been able to do all this stuff if she, she was just a regular person. But no. her light weaving gives her the edge. What's your, uh, what's your highlight for this like weird chapter?
1: I had Well, there's so many. I mean, that ending is pretty astounding where she says, wherever it may be, whoever may hold it, that's who I am. I seek the truth. Yeah. yeah that's, that's pretty She's fantastic. a scholar.
0: This is like her, the bi- this is what Jasnah would have said. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I seek the truth. I love it. It's so good. That's, that's my highlight.
1: The only, the only thing about it is, uh, the truth destroys more people than it saves. So those who seek it are willing to potentially destroy more than it saves. Right.
0: They can't, they can't see the bigger picture. That sometimes you or, have to keep the truth away from the public because it could kill more than it, than it helps. Right. Yeah. It's, it's,
1: it's, it's, it's such a great responsibility yeah. to like to, to, to have the truth, mm-hmm. I think is a great responsibility. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I mean, there's so many li- little, highlights that, that we said here, but I think, I think that's enough said and appropriately titled treasures is perfect. It's, it's, um, yeah, so many interesting things in this chapter. Yeah, I couldn't, uh, couldn't love it anymore. Yeah, it's, a, it's awesome. It's a really good one. Okay, so we do get another chapter here that we're going to cover. This is 65, The One Who Deserves It. But before we get into it, what a great illustration. Mm-hmm. We have to point out the artwork. It's awesome. Um, just prior to this. So this is the developmental, I think it's the pupil stages?
0: Yeah, it looks like it.
1: Of Chulz, mm-hmm. And it's a wonderful drawing uh, illustrating this um, this metamorphosis. Um, they there's it's such an interesting geometric shape in their in their senescence stage. Yeah,
0: it's, toward it's, the end, right? Yeah, it's it's very very strange to be honest, because these mm-hmm. two things are different, right? There's a chawl, mm-hmm. and the other thing at the ba at the top looks like a kremlin,
1: right? But I think I think what they're suggesting is that you know they. There could be a, a, a relationship there, that the Kremlings and the giant chasm fiends are, could somehow be related. It's possible, yeah. Anyways, just, it's an interesting drawing. There's a lot to go in there if we want to go into it. Um, like like feeding... Uh, hang on, it says here, to discourage the pupation of your adult chulls, add drops of shale bark oil to the drinking water and feed chulls crushed shell tick. Before a storm. What's shell tick? Who knows? Right? Yeah. It's a question. It's interesting. Sheltering your livestock during a high storm remains the most proven method to keep your chulls from pupating.
0: Yeah. Because it's, it's, think of it like this, a storm comes through and all your mm-hmm. horses become, they all cocoon themselves.
1: You don't want that. No. But interesting though, but why, yeah, I suppose. This is how the Chulls are able to protect themselves
0: from high storms. hmm So they're saying just put them in like a stable when a high storm comes and then you won't have to worry about it because they won't feel the need to protect themselves because they're already protected.
1: Right. Yeah. Strange, eh? I've, I've, I've got more questions about that, to be honest with you, but I'm not sure if I should ask you them now or not, but... um. Because what, I, what I'm thinking about there is that, it, why would you want to protect them from pupating? Is pupating the changes that they go through, this metamorphosis? Mm-hmm. Why do you want to prevent them from changing and, and going through the metamorphosis? Why not allow them to go through the, these changes? And because I'm I'm reflecting that on the characters. You know, right. why why hold them back? Why right. protect them? Why not have the storm change them? I would say and,
0: that because if you let them change, they are harder to control.
1: Mm hmm. Well, right. Right. And why would you want to control them? Right. When you when you compare it to, let's say, Kaladin, uh Shallan, yeah. uh, any Adeline, Dalinar, really, yeah. Any, yeah. The, why p- do you want to control Fendi. The parchment. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So there's definitely something there where these chulls will change and we don't want them to change. We want them to stay the same as they are mm-hmm. because they're mm-hmm. supposed to pull our wagons and do this stuff. Right. You know, pull well, our but, yeah, hose but, but for but that's, farming. But, but if that's they change, like, they become something un, unmanageable. Other. Yeah.
1: Right. But not something that we can exploit or utilize. Right. That's my point. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. There's, there's so much we yeah. don't know about the Charles and the, the, like just how they're used in, in, in everyday life. So yeah, that's a really well, interesting mean, uh, uh, way of thinking about it.
1: Well, yeah. And, and then, you know, the, 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 senescence of them, I mean, they look like rock. Yeah. Like they, they look like some kind of kind of geometric shape. Um, and then the top of them, like, like a crusted broken piece of rock. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um let's get into this chapter though. Mm-hmm. One and a half years ago, this is a, a flashback. What is a woman's place in this modern world? That's how the chapter begins. Okay,
0: so we've talked repeatedly, dude, about how Yasna Colin mm-hmm. is not really gone. We're not really gone. And I know. we even get it a year and a half before you know she even meets Yasna, she was
1: reading Yasna. Mm.
0: It's fucking yeah. brilliant, dude. I love this it's so much. It's so good, yeah. and the
1: fact that she wonders what it would have been like to be her, right? Uh, as a, as a, as a younger girl. Well, yeah. this is a, this is only a. It's one and a half years ago, but but mm-hmm. still, still, the, the fact that Shalon was dreaming about that and then actually gets to meet her, yeah. and be and become her, her, uh, I guess her, her understudy, mm-hmm. um, is is quite amazing that Shalon was able to do that, right. Right, that, it'd, be, it'd be like one of us reading about one of our heroes or like, somebody hey, that we uh, lauded.
0: Mr. Grohl, do you think that maybe <laughs> Mr. we could Grohl. hang out? Uh, <laughs> just bringing it up. R. A. P. Taylor Hawkins.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, what a blow.
0: Okay, let's move on. I, I don't want to get all emotional.
1: Yeah, it's it's. I can't think about it right now. Um, so okay, no matter no matter how broad that rule is, it will be by nature a reduction from the infinite variety that is womanhood. So these are supposedly um, Jasnah's observations, thoughts on what is a woman's place in this modern world. And as per Yasna, she kind of already refutes the way the question is, is poised mm-hmm. and positioned. And I just love her for that, that she kind of doesn't necessarily want to fall in the trap of of answering the question. Right. She thinks about the question first and then breaks it apart, shatters it. Yeah, that's great. And then, and then, and then in that gives you way more insight uh, of an answer than what she probably would have said if she had actually answered that, mm-hmm. that silly question.
0: Yeah. This little last, the second last paragraph is my favorite here in the whole thing.
1: I say that there is no role for women, but there is. Instead, a role for each, for each woman, and she must take it for herself. For some it will be the role of scholar, for others it will be the role of wife, and for others it will be both, and for yet others it will be neither. Do not mistake me in assuming I value one woman's role above another. My point is to strat is to stratify our society. We have done that far too well already. My point is to diversify our discourse. Yasna colon. I love you. I know it's such a great little, poem. a woman's strength should not be in her role, whatever she chooses it to be, but in the power to choose that role. It is amazing to me that I even have to make this point as I see it as the very foundation of our conversation. (sighs) I can't gush. It's got to be my highlight Mm -hmm. is Yasna Kolin, her uh, expressing this. uh, Not only days ago, I came across this very argument um, in a discussion regarding what it means to be a woman. Mm -hmm. And I, I I won't go into it, right now um cuz it gets into politics and stuff like that and I don't want to yeah. bring that into this into this uh pod but there is evidence right there in Yasna: um great wisdom shall we say mm-hmm. Shalon closes the book not two hours had passed since her father had ordered the assassination of her older brother
0: right so this is no time has passed here normally in between flashbacks yeah. it's like months or a year and now it's literally hours
1: You know what I love though about this is that a threat has been made to her older brother her family is falling apart her Mm -hmm. father is consumed by darkness where does she go for comfort or wisdom yasna Colins' words I know it's great it's awesome words of words of radiance I don't know what you call it but that's where she went for solace yeah um so she's thinking, so a pair of father's guards had appeared in the hallway outside. The guards were there to see that Malise, her stepmother, did not try to flee. I love this, Mr. Sanderson. So I thought about that. Wow, okay, the guards are positioned, but Shalon's thinking they're there to make sure Malise doesn't run off. Mm-hmm. The next sentence is, that could be a mistaken assumption. Shalon didn't even know if Malise was still alive. It could be the guards are there to guard her. Right. And she doesn't know her father that well. Right. I just love that Sanderson brings you along and then flips and it then around. gets you to undo it and think about it again. Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. The next line, I've got an asterisk here, so let's uh oh yes. Shalon wanted to hide, to hunker down in her closet with blankets wrapped around her, eyes squeezed shut. As we talked about earlier, that. Is Shalon. Right. Right. The frightened, the broken girl. Yeah. But it's so sad. But
0: the words in Yasna Colin's book strengthened her. Mm-hmm. It's the first moment right. where she starts to think about herself in a different way, mm-hmm. right? Though in Absolutely. some ways it seemed laughable for Shalon to even be reading it, High Lady Colin talked about the nobility of choice as of if choice. every woman had such opportunity.
1: Mm-hmm. <sighs> Jeez, man. I know, the decision between being a mother or scholar seemed a difficult decision in Yasna's estimation. But then Shallan's thinking, but that wasn't a difficult choice at all. That seemed like a grand place to be. Either would be delightful when compared to a life of fear in a house seething with anger, depression, and hopelessness. And I love this next bit. She imagined, this is Shallan, mm-hmm. imagined what High Lady Colin must be, a capable woman who did not do as others insisted she must. A woman with power, authority, a woman who had the luxury of seeking her dreams. What would that be like?
0: And you know what's funny <sighs> is she doesn't have to wait breaks very long my heart. to
1: know it. I know. Right? But it breaks my heart though. It does. That, that, you know what I mean? Like, like this point of view, this, mm-hmm. her, these thoughts that she's having. That
0: she was even there. We just literally saw her best, the master of the Ghost Bloods. And she started from this weak, sad, you know, wanting to hide Wanting to curl up under blankets. Yeah. It's such a nice little vis-a-vis, a a nice comparison
1: of where she was and where she is. Okay. So what would that be like? She, she walked to the door, then cracks it open. She thinks, why couldn't she be like women who acted instead of being someone who hid in her room with a pillow around her head? Mm -hmm. Dude, it's so amazing. The transformation the metamorphosis like that image that pre that yeah. it, you know like the pk like, yeah y- you don't want to interrupt that because if you had shalon would be cowering under the blanket still yep. wondering dreaming about being someone like yasna Colin yep. rather than um than than hiding from her um might be her fate or her destiny mm-hmm. shaking she's shaking now she slips out of the room and their soldiers, the guards are there, and one raises her uh, hand at her. She didn't know. I and I put. I had to put the asterisk here again. She didn't know the name of these officers. We covered it before, mm-hmm. because all the officers have been replaced now. She doesn't know their names. Right. And again, just in the theme of things like names are important, people are important, names are important. Our relationships with people are important. When you don't know people's names, things are cold. Yeah. And and they're impersonal and they're, I don't know. Um, I just love the fact that Sanderson weaves that in whenever he can about names being important. My father will need me, she says. She walks by the men and they let her go. Uh, it says here that she is higher than them. Yeah. So they have to let her go. Yeah. So she passes her father's door and she hears soft weeping inside. Malise still lived, thankfully. hmm Isn't, isn't that interesting though? Like you're thankful that someone's alive, but they're crying. Right. Yeah. It's, it's strange. It's, it's strange, isn't it? So she finds her father in the feast hall sitting alone and she goes to the kitchen and decides to mix his favorite drink, Mm -hmm. a deep violet wine with cinnamon and, and she has it warmed up and she brings him this, this, this cup, a little cup of joy. She looks into his eyes and she thinks here, no darkness there today, just him. That's interesting mm-hmm. that, sh- that she can tell. Yeah. They won't listen, Shallan, her father says. Nobody will listen. I hate that I have to fight my own house. They would support me. Wickham just stares at the wall half the time. Yushu is worthless and Balat fights me every step. Now Malise too. Shallan says, I'll speak to them. Yes, yes, that would be good, he says. But Lot is still out with those cursed axe-hound corpses. I'm glad they're dead. That litter was full of runts. He didn't need them anyway. So cruel. It's so cruel. Shalon steps out into the chill air and she's uh, observing the, the gardens at night. I like the way the, the, the lanterns on the eaves of the manor house are described. I just like this whole scene. Vines looking like fingers, it says here in the text, reaching out from the void. Mm-hmm. Again, the perspective—it's just divine. But no, it can be. Just reminds me of when I was a kid when I first saw Snow White the cartoon. Yeah. when the when the, tr- when the trees were grabbing yeah, the, at her. And, yeah, uh, yeah, it's just uh, a visual. Um, Balat was lying on one of the benches, and she says to she says to her brother, "She says you should go." And he sits up and he says, "What?" Father can no longer control himself. So that's a changed shalon mm-hmm. on that point. Um, she's, she says, you need to leave while you can. I want you to take Malise with you.
0: Yeah, she's trying to save her stepmother too.
1: I know. Isn't it great though? Mm-hmm. I just love Shalon for this. Malise, father will never let her go. He, he'd, hunt, he'd hunt us down. He's going to hunt you anyway, Shalon says. He hunts Hellerin. Earlier today, he ordered one of his men to find our brother and assassinate him. And Balot has no idea of yeah, this. Yeah, this is the first and he's hearing of it, right? Completely. He is so angry and so shocked and he says, that bastard. Yeah. Interesting there, bastard used for. Amram and. I wonder if there'll be a connection there, if, if that ends up being the true nature of, of, um, sorry, what's Shalon's father's name? Lynn. Um, Lynn. L yeah. So he gets up, he says, I'm a coward, Shalon." he whispers. Oh, Stormfather, I'm a coward. I won't face him, I can't interesting there too that he seems to share that with her timidity mm-hmm. you know go to hellerin Shalon says could you find him if you needed to now this i wa- i put an asterisk here could you find him if you needed to he he starts by saying he and then there's an ellipsis and then he says yes mm-hmm. what if he doesn't really know there's i think there might be something going on with hellerin this
0: well, we know there is, what? right? He goes to kill no, Amram, know, but, but...
1: No, no but I mean, just, just in the way that Balat is saying, like he doesn't answer her... I, know, I don't know. It just seems a little a little tricksy there. Um, yes, he left me the name of a contact in Valath who could put me in touch with him. And then Shalan just says, take Melis and Aelida and go to Hellerin. He says, I won't have time to find Hellerin before father catches up. And Shalan says, well, then we will contact Hellerin then we'll make plans for you to meet with him and can schedule your flight for a time when father is away Mm -hmm. he's planning another trip to Vednar a few months from now leave when he's gone get a get a head start
0: so yeah they're planning a perfect time when they can leave when their dad's not around right they'll give them a head start yeah and then yep. she's like, I'll draft a letter to Halloran. We need to tell mm-hmm. him about dad's, uh, the father's plans for the assassination. And then mm-hmm. the, the letter will say that to take the, take the three of you in. And I love this little part by Balat. He's like, you shouldn't have to do this small one.
1: I like small I'm the elder. That's I'm him. the
0: eldest after, uh, uh I should have to be able to stop father by now somehow. And we know he's not strong enough. We know Wick- Wickham and Jushu are not, but we know that Shallan mm-hmm. is strong enough to face this, right?
1: let's let's just think a little bit on small one, like sill mm-hmm. like pattern, go back to sill like sill observing that little Kremlin, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know I just I find there's this 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 there's this little theme running in here too about something small being very big, very, very. important mm-hmm. um take malise away, Shalon says that will be doing enough. Shalon leaves and, uh, well, he nods. And so, he, so they, they have a plan. Yeah. Shalon returns to the house and she, she, um, she returned to the steps and looks upward and then she races up the steps, uh, into her father's sitting room. Yeah. And there's a guard there and he says, wait, he, uh, he left orders. Nobody in or out. And Shalon says, I, j- I just talked to him. He wants, uh, he wants me to speak with her. So this is like Shalon, kind like of twisting doing, the words. D- she's doing a con. Yeah. Like so she's, she's, she's doing said, a little con here. She said to her dad, I'll talk to them. But he yeah.
0: didn't necessarily think he was, she was going to go talk to her now. Right. But she's right. using this right. opportunity to say, I just talked to him and he said it was fine. And they say, wait. Well, and like they. So um, they verify it. Yeah. He inspected her. He goes and ver verifies it and he comes back and he's like, yeah, you can go in. Which is awesome. Oh,
1: this is. This is interesting the way it's worded here. Yeah. Shallan entered into the place. Right. With a capital P on place. Mm-hmm. She had not entered this room in years, not since. Ellipses. Right. So I'm guessing that means her mother's death, right? Right. The,
0: uh, at the very least, we know not since that chapter we read when her father carried her out of this room.
1: Right. She raised a hand, shading her eyes against the light coming from the painting, and she actually is going to speak with Melise. Mm-hmm. She was Melise is curled up on an easy chair facing that wall. She rests a hand on her stepmother's arm, and I like this little bit here. Who was this woman who would marry a man? Everyone whispered had killed his previous wife. Melise mm-hmm. oversaw Chelan's education meaning she searched for new tutors each time the woman fled. But Melise herself couldn't do much to teach her. One could not teach what one did not know. Yeah. I like that Malise does what she could for Shalon. hmm You know? like So it's, it's kind of like one of the earliest teachers, other than her father and mother and her brothers. Yeah. It's, so Melise has a little role there. I Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Which is, which is interesting. And I like the fact that she has enough respect or feeling to refer to her as mother. Mm-hmm. So she says mother and Malise looks up. Um, she sees that her lip was split and bleeding and cradling a broken arm. Mm-hmm. So this is what Malise has to put up yeah. with it's, in dealing it's with, not with Lynn. Good. So Shalon takes out the gauze. I like this too, because it described her going to the kitchen earlier and she grabbed gauze and cloth, mm-hmm. knowing that Malise would be injured. Right. Knowing she needed to help. Again, there's a little connection to Kaladin there, mm-hmm. right? Fixing the broken bones. Yeah. You know? Um, so, she, so she sees her, she says, Malise says to Shalon, why doesn't he hate you? He hates everyone else but you. Shalon's quiet, just dabbing at her lip. Stormfather, why did I come into this cursed household? He'll kill us all, one by one. He'll break us and kill us. There's a darkness inside of him. I've seen it, behind his eyes. A beast. What beast? Mm-hmm. You're going to leave, Shalon says softly. Malise says he'll never let me go. He never lets go of anything. That could come back to haunt us. What do you think about that line? I mean, he never lets go of anything. It means that what he's
0: a vindictive man. He right. cont- wants to be in control of everything.
1: You know? Right. You're not going to ask, Shalon whispers. Balat is going to run and join Hellerin, who has powerful friends. He's a shard bear, he'll protect the both of you. We'll never reach him, says Malise. And if we do, why would Hellerin take us in? We have nothing. Mm-hmm. Halloran is a good man. Malise was twisting in her seat, and she finally says, If I go and balot with me, who will he hate? Yeah. Who will he hit? Maybe you, finally. The one who actually deserves it.
0: Yeah, meaning Shalon.
1: M- yeah. And all Shalon can think of to say to this is, maybe.
0: Yeah. It's freaking sad, man. Like it's so sad. So sad. sad.
1: I don't like that, uh, Malise, Malise, uh, says the one who actually deserves it because I feel like Malise, no offense, but I don't think she has all the facts straight. Right. Um, so, well, unless it's, that's my naivete on this whole thing because don't several of the brothers also blame Shalon for the mother's they, death
0: they don't blame her no they think that that she knows something and that mm. she's
1: not remembering it right well it's a great chapter in terms of um in terms of highlights for it what do you think what are your thoughts
0: um i don't know man it the is one
1: the one who deserves it it's a perfect
0: title it really is i feel really bad for Shalon in this chapter um, I do love that moment when she walks into her father's sitting room and the, mm-hmm. the the strong box is blindingly so bright, and she's just like, "How can anybody? How can my father sleep in here? How can nobody else? Uh, how how was it that nobody else uh, looked? Nobody else cared? That light was blinding." So yet again, mm-hmm. proof that mm-hmm. only Shalon can really see the light streaming out of this lock box. Yeah, very right. strange. What do you What do you think? What's your highlight for this?
1: Well, it's got to be Yasna's thoughts about a woman's place in the modern world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she knocks it out of the park. And again, she inspires Shallan. She's reading it just hours uh, after her father announces the the assassination of her older brother. Like, I feel that the title is so perfect. The yeah. one who deserves it. Yeah. You know what? You know who deserves it? Shallan. To get out of that family to get out from underneath of her father, um, to seek redemption for her family's name, mm-hmm. um, to have these powers, these, the connection with pattern, the, um, or I should say the arrival of pattern, the, uh, the chance to study underneath Yasna and learn so much and then expanding upon the knowledge of these powers. Yeah. If anyone d- does deserve it, Shalon. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But it also has a, it's a, it's a double-edged, uh, title. Oh, yeah. And Do, I, I mean. Does she deserve, does she deserve maybe more than that? Like, is she the one, is she the one who deserves it? Meaning comeuppance. Maybe. For, right? We won't, I don't know. We
0: won't really know until we know really. But I mean, regardless of what's happened in the past. <gasps> so good. No one deserves what her father is doing right now. So. No. Right. You know what you got? You know what you deserve? You deserve an info dump.
1: <laughs> I deserve an info dump. Info dump. Uh, Right. Info dump
0: brought to us by
1: Buzzkill Joe. Yeah.
0: Buzzkill Joe did some research again for us for the the info dump. So let's uh, quickly go through this here. We are going Mm -hmm. um, a little over time here, but uh, I really enjoyed this episode so far. Some really good conversations here. So let's talk about, uh, we already know who Borden is. We've already kind of dissected that, um, this character that we met earlier in the book. Um, Prominent eyebrows. mm -hmm, Very prominent eyebrows. (laughs) Um, we have, I want to kind of re, uh, um, re-mention this, um, stark red and violet colored shelled kremlin. Something the a little tiny different. one, that, yeah, something a little different yeah. than we've seen before, and I don't know if that has any meaning uh, uh, for the future or for anything that we've seen in the past. But it's something good to keep a uh, keep an eye on.
1: Well, doesn't the violet blood? Isn't that shared by the um, by the um. Chol
0: and the Aparshendi have violet blood, but this, the shell was violet and stark red. So something slightly different than what we're used to. Hmm. Um, steamed Spice Talu. So it was one of the foods that uh, was served. Yep. Um, for, to caladin. Yeah, mm-hmm. to Kal. Uh There's not actually a lot uh, for the info dump uh, uh, in these, but uh, let's, uh, I love Yasna's book. What a really cool little, little thing. Um, Valath. Well, is there's it? that. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead.
1: No, go ahead. No, the, just there's that 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 mention of that uh, substance or or um, uh, food that was fed to the the Charles during the pupil yes the, the the pupating stage. I forget what the name of it the substance was.
0: Yeah, it was. I've um, got it, got a shell stick. Yeah, shell stick. That was. Uh, yeah, the that's fi- something to look up uh, once you're finished all mm-hmm. the books. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, uh, Why is. is does well, that become a thing it's a, it's, becomes it's a, a thing? huge secret dude it explains the whole Cosmere um, yeah 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 Valath yeah. <laughs> is a city in central uh, Yakaved this is the one that um, they think Hellaran is is in and it's near yeah. the uh, it's west of the Horneder Peaks, so it's kind of in that section of the the nation uh, Vadenar, mm. which is where Lindavar is going to go uh, mm. at some point when they plan their escape and that's the capital of Yakaved this is the city where um, King Hanavanar was killed by Zeth so we're we're a little familiar with that city. Um, mm-hmm. I, um, if, uh, Buzzkill wanted me to mention the darkness again, which we kind of talked about already in this, yeah. uh, in this section. So mm-hmm. seems, uh, Buzzkill seems to, uh, be kind of on the same track with us here. There's something going on with the darkness. Um, I would say there's a thing called love is by the darkness. So maybe
1: that's, um, Mr. <laughs> Sanderson's favorite song. Get your hands off of my woman. Yeah. Uh, also by the darkness. Yeah. Um, whenever, whenever I think of the darkness being capitalized, my first uh, interaction with that, I'd have to go back. Of course, it's going to be a film. I would go back to uh, the Ridley Scott film Legend.
0: Oh yeah. I love um,
1: that. Which is a fantasy. Oh, I Tim know. Tim Curry as that's the friggin' Tim devil, Curry devil as, as darkness.
0: Inc- inc- incredible. The, the, yeah.
1: Well, that character looked like a devil or demon, sure, mm-hmm. but it was called darkness. Yeah that's really cool um,
0: I love that it's yeah, one know. of Tom Cruise's first uh, first roles when he was a mm-hmm. young non-scientologist yeah. boy um, so yeah that's <laughs> the end of the info dump normally we would go through all of the um, uh, Patreons again uh, uh, patron members again but uh, we are running short on time here for recording purposes as well so we're going to skip it this week and just say that we appreciate all of you and everything we that love you guys you. do Thank you. we love the, the <laughs> Patreon team if you want to be part of the Patreon team go to uh, patreon.com slash heroes of you can be Involved in all the different fun things that are happening on the uh, on the on Discord and on the site. There's bonus episodes, all kinds of different things. If um, mm-hmm. you want to reach out to us and tell us that we got everything wrong or that you just love our sexy voices, you can do so at <laughs> heroesofcather at gmail.com. You can reach out on Twitter at Heroes of One. Or you can always find us on the Storm Pod on Instagram. Our uh, our Reddit subreddit, the Storm Pod, is getting some traction right now. So please head over there and uh, just you know, join in the conversation. It's it's soup's fun. But uh, yeah, so Jack, the next chapter we are gonna do. We're doing two chapters: Storm Blessings, chapters. Chapter sixty six, and mm-hmm. Spit and Bile, Chapter sixty seven. So we have two coming up. Um, I think you're gonna like these chapters. I think yeah, you're going to actually gonna like love them. them. Yeah, I'm so excited for okay, 66 Okay, that's good. I'm so excited. Okay, it's, not a, okay. it's not a live read worthy one, but it is a really good okay. one. Yeah. It's a really good one. Yeah. So, nice. anyways, um, thank you very much, everyone, for listening to the show. We love you very much. Until next time.
1: Take care, everybody.
0: The Storm Pod is brought to you by Heroes of Music and theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by our wonderful Patreon team and the heroes of Ekathra.